0: Hello passengers and welcome to the Midnight Train America's second favorite podcast where we bring the dark to light where history never dies and where listener discretion well it's it's pretty much advised all the time we dive in to make fun of and joke about the creamy a creamy <laughs> it's a great start completely different podcast bro to the creepy and unsolved (laughs) mysteries of the world all while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible yeah we are a comedy podcast we make jokes and whatever and poke you know fun at things and but things can also get pretty dark the old
1: joke and poke that's
0: right the old joke and poke because it's creamy we already said that you know (laughs) If you're not into that, no hard feelings. If you're new here, you're immediately taken aback by this. <laughs> All right, and but if Sorry. you listen, if you're new, hang on, see if you'll dig it, and then when you when you do, you can go tell your friends about it. Uh, and for the rest of you who are new, hey, thanks for coming back. We well, definitely appreciate you. Uh, I'm your host, the conductor, of the cryptic Jonathan Sayer, and with me, it's Mister Moody. Yeah,
1: the he's the reason everybody listens. The real what? The real reason everybody listens to the That
0: is is true. That is true. Well, last uh, last time you were not here because uh, you said you had the flu, and it turns out that you were just really high, right?
1: No, I think it was food poisoning, actually. (laughs) Food? What'd you eat? I don't know. I have no idea what it was from, but that's the only thing that I can think of. And unless you guys wanted me to do the show from the shitter, I don't think that it it was... it's probably not the best. Uh, I don't think most of our listeners would even remotely
0: doubt that we would do that.
1: I mean, if the acoustics are fine, I mean, you would definitely tell I was on the shitter, though. You know, there's, that, there's, there's the a tell-tale, lot of echo tale, in there, the telltale shitter echo of uh,
0: uh and then the courtesy flush every now and then yeah
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. absolutely all right well that note now we uh we'll
0: save the rest of the business stuff until the end so uh, let's jump into this thing let's turn down the lights adjust our seats grab a drink and let's get part two on the state legends all right but first here's a toast to all you beautiful
1: motherfuckers i
0: like toast you like toast
1: i do. do i like toast too you like wheat toast or white toast?
0: I'll eat either, either, but I prefer wheat.
1: Oh, good. Me too. The wheat.
0: The wheat toast. wheat, Wheat. Wheat wheatin'. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Cheers to all you bitches! I
1: got my uh, spooky cup with my water in it
0: right here. Yeah, they're going to have to see that on YouTube. That is pretty cool.
1: I'm I'm showing you, man.
0: Does it glow in the dark?
1: Apparently. Not this one, no. Oh, okay. I think it might change colors, though. Ooh. With warm or cold liquid. It might glow in the dark. I don't know. I never drank with it in the dark. I don't fucking know.
0: So we are starting off. It is part two, and you guys know how we're doing this here. Uh, we were talking a little bit about each of the states, uh, some of the weird stuff oh. that they're known for, uh, who the notable people are, and, well, who their most famous serial killer is. Seems like a fun time. Did you,
1: did you do exactly 25 last time?
0: Uh, I believe so, because um, we're starting off with Montana oh. today. Montana? Yeah, so I, I'm not going to sit here and, like, count what it all out. What the fuck
1: lot, is but, in Montana?
0: Well... i'm glad you
1: asked you see that dude i know how to segue nice segue
0: that was good so montana often called big sky country (laughs) is a vast and picturesque state in the western united states known for its stunning landscapes including the rocky mountains and glacier national park montana offers outdoor enthusiasts abundant hiking skiing and wildlife viewing opportunities the state's diverse geography encompasses expansive prairies uh, dense forests and pristine lakes it's capital Ooh. is, uh, what's the state capital of Montana?
1: Is it Helena? It is. Yay. Uh,
0: Look at you. Uh, don't fuck with me in capital. That's it. And significant cities include Billings and Missoula. Montana and Ma- Montana. Oh, is Missoula. Is renowned, uh, renowned. God, I'm fucking up already. Bro. <laughs> is renowned for its cowboy culture, rich Native American heritage, and outdoor recreational activities, making mm. it a destination for nature lovers and those seeking a more relaxed pace of life because it's out in the middle like of it. nowhere. So now the I'm Guinness Book of Me too. I'd love to go out there. The Fuck Guinness yeah. Book of World Records recognizes the Roe River as the world's shortest river.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. They have the world's shortest river in Montana. That's pretty amazing.
1: Does it say how, how long is it? Um
0: uh, it's uh how long's a piece of string? What? <laughs> I, have, I don't have that in front of me. Depends I just have,
1: on how long you it. <laughs> God damn it. You put that in there and you don't even say how long it is. I'm going to fucking God. Damn it's it, this dude. long. That's why I got to do all the goddamn work on the show. Because oh, when you do guy. it, it turns out like, well, this.
0: if you show up, maybe if, this wouldn't happen. Okay. Also, the, the largest Ro snowflake. River. Yeah. Roe. The largest snowflake ever uh, observed was 38 centimeters wide recorded in Montana on January 28th in 1887.
1: Wow, that's big. Wait, how big?
0: Thirty-eight centimeters. Holy shit! Yeah, that's like what is that? A foot? Uh, no, almost two feet. About about a foot and a half. No.
1: Yeah. It's uh, hold on. Now you got me. It's it's about it's a little over a foot. It's fourteen point nine inches. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's big. a big motherfucking <laughs> snowflake. <laughs> it's
0: a big snowflake, dude. That's huge. Jesus, dude. A few notable people from Montana are comedian Dana Carvey. I love him. Gary Cooper and weirdo director David Lynch. Also, Wayne Nance, uh, uh, infamously known as the Missoula Mauler. He left a chilling mark on Montana in the late 1970s and 1980s. Operating in and around Missoula, Nance engaged in a horrifying spree of violent crimes that included burglary, sexual assault, and murder, what made him particularly...
1: He's He's a good fella. Yeah,
0: he sounds like he's good. What made him uh, particularly elusive was his ability to blend seamlessly into the community, allowing him to avoid suspicion for an extended period. His victims varied in gender, and the brutality of his crimes shocked the state. His criminal activities included not only the taking of lives, but also the infliction of fear and trauma on the local uh, populace. The community was left grappling with the realization that a serial killer lurked among them, of course, striking you know basically at random which is even crazier because most of these guys have like an mo and this guy was just like Man, yeah
1: you know i'm just gonna do it <laughs> i feel like killing someone today yeah, go, yeah uh, whatever yeah
0: so law enforcement's efforts to apprehend nance intensified and he was eventually caught in uh 1986 his trial revealed the gruesome details of his crimes leading to his conviction on multiple counts of murder the Wayne Nance case serves as a stark reminder that even in the vast and picturesque landscapes of Montana, darkness can manifest in the form of heinous crimes, leaving hey, a lasting ooh. impact on the state's history and the communities oh. affected by his reign of terror.
1: Okay. Yeah, 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 Sounds
0: like a swell fella. He does, he does, and it definitely needs a... I, uh,
1: so now, you're kind of the... I have some information on the Roe River. Ooh, how long is it? It is approximately 201 feet long. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, 201 feet. 201 feet. feet. That's. Uh, it is no longer the world's shortest river, though. Mm. It says that according to the latest data, the shortest river in the world is the Reprua flowing through the Gagra district in the Republic of Ab- Abkhazia. Are these real places? Only, like, what are we talking about? I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm playing. And I apologize if we have any listeners
0: them. from, you know, the Republic, the Republic of, Republic Dis- of or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> display. That's only fifty nine feet long. How how can you call that a river? I have bigger puddles on my street than that.
0: <laughs> like, what constitutes a river at this point? Like, I don't know. That's crazy. Don't know. So now listen, Moody, you are kind of the king of the cryptids and, uh, you know, the guy with, that knows all about the legends and the cryptid legends and stuff Ooh, like this. So I do. Okay. Do you some, know some. anything about the flathead lake monster?
1: The flathead? I don't, I know of it. It sounds familiar to me, but I couldn't give you any information about it.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to give you some. That so, would be great. One popular urban legend in Montana is the legend of the flathead lake monster. Flathead Lake, located in the northwestern part of the state near uh, uh, Kalispell, is one of the largest freshwater lakes in the United States. According to local folk- folklore, a mysterious creature, often described as a giant serpent or lake monster, is said to inhabit the lake's depths.
1: So it's like uh, it's like a Loch Ness monster type situation.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a Nessie or a Bessie, or you know, oh, I mean, okay. we've all got them.
1: Yeah, I just I, uh, I just pulled some uh, some info up about it. Go yeah, ahead. I'm, I'm gonna yeah go for it.
0: So the legend has been passed down through generations with reported sightings of a creature swimming in the lake. Descriptions vary, but standard features include a long serpentine body and humps breaking the surface of the water. Sounds familiar. Some tales suggest that the creature is a distant relative of the Loch Ness monster from
1: Scotland. Oh, it could be like, you know, cousins or something. Cousins, yeah, they're hanging out. You know, I mean,
0: one He's got, of them He does have
1: He does have humps. Yeah,
0: I mean, one is moved. Is it a
1: girl? Or are they lovely lady lumps?
0: Uh, it might be. It might be. I mean... It, i don't think they named it as far as i can tell from my notes uh,
1: actually i'm just reading about that right now it is lovingly called Flossie. Flossie, Flossie.
0: is that f-l-o-s-s-i-e i hope so
1: it is f-l-o-s-s-i-e uh,
0: all right all right so we got nessie bessie
1: and flossie all right and what do we got what, what the hell was the one from uh, lake erie that's bessie is that bessie that's bessie yeah I'll get them all mixed up.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's a big family.
1: What are you going to do? It is. I mean, they're they're all cousins.
0: Yeah. So now we're going to Nebraska, state out west here. All right. Okay. In the heart of the Great Plains, Nebraska boasts vast prairies, friendly communities, and a mix of rural and urban lifestyles. Its capital is what?
1: Nebraska? uh, It's not. Don't you dare look it um, up. I'm not. I'm trying to think because, like, well, it was a president. I'll give you that. I was going to say, you want You you instantly want to go to Omaha, but it's not. It's Lincoln. Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln,
0: Nebraska. Good job. That's what it is. Omaha, however, is the state's largest city. Okay. Agriculture is a significant economic driver and contributing to the nation's beef production. Popular attractions include the Henry Dorley Zoo and the iconic Chimney Rock. Ooh.
1: Oh, I've heard of Chimney Rock. Yeah.
0: So the birthplace of Kool-Aid, okay, is here in Nebraska. I thought you were gonna go with Coolio. <laughs> Would it be great if he was from Nebraska <laughs> <laughs> in 1927? The ever popular juice drink Kool Aid was invented by Edwin Perkins in Hastings, Nebraska. They have uh the biggest indoor rainforest. Um, they're a uh, home of Car Hinge, and if you don't know what that is, it's Stonehenge. I do know, I've seen that, it's yeah, ra- it's fantastic. It is amazing, and it's just cars stacked up to look like well. Stonehenge. Yeah. Yeah. They have a bunch of lighthouses, but no oceans whatsoever. What? Yeah. What the f? Just they, I don't ask me any, I have no idea, dude. And they okay. have the largest mammoth uh, mammoth fossil on record is located in oh. Nebraska. Yeah. Wow. All right. The Godfather himself, Marlon Brando, you know,
1: Marlon Santa, a Santa.
0: <laughs> Super rich old guy, Warren Buffett. That's and, good, dude. and thank you. Appreciate it. Well, I've, I've been working on it for like the last week. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Warren Buffett's from there, and civil rights oh. activist Malcolm X is from Nebraska. That I did not know. Did not know that. That kind of took, yeah, I was, yeah. And Nebraska's most uh, notorious ser- serial killer, Charles Starkweather. Okay.
1: Oh, Starkweather. Yeah. Embarked on
0: yeah. Well, dude, remember the movie um, Frighteners, where he's like, I got two yes. more
1: than Starkweather. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Fright, Frighteners was good. Yeah, great hey, was movie. That, was Frighteners, is that Michael J. Fox?
0: Michael J. Fox, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Great movie. If you guys haven't seen that, please watch it and let us know what you think. It's freaking amazing. And of course, That's it's from one. the mid-90s, so, you know, take it for what it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he embarked on a ruthless killing spree that terrorized the state of Nebraska in the late 1950s. Starkweather's crimes committed between December 1957 and January of 1958, so not a very long time. Resulted in the deaths of eleven people, including his fourteen-year-old girlfriend, Carol Ann Fugate's family. Like just disposed of the family. The brutal Did you and- say fourteen.
1: Fourteen-year-old girlfriend. Hi, sir. How
0: old was he at the time? I'm. I, I don't have it here in front of me, but I think he was either. Jesus, 17- don't worry, I'll fucking look it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think he was seventeen or eighteen, but back then fourteen was like. You were getting married at fourteen, yeah. You know what I mean, and especially he was in Nebraska. Born,
1: he was born in nineteen. He was born in nineteen thirty-eight, so he was twenty.
0: No, he was older than that. Thirty-eight. This is nineteen fifty-seven. Yeah, so he was. Oh, okay, so he's 20. nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, twenty. Yeah. yeah, which is still gross, by the way, folks. Super gross. Fourteen. Oh, uh, 19, absolutely. 14. That's super fucking gross. gross yeah. But. The brutal and senseless nature of his murder shocked the nation, and the stark, cold-blooded demeanor he uh, displayed during the killings contributed to the chilling aura surrounding the case. Starkwater's rampage uh, began with the murder of a gas station attendant and escalated to a series of homicides, primarily targeting those who crossed his path. So he was just like, you came across him, he's shanking you. His crime spree also involved multiple car thefts and a kidnapping. The killing spree came to an end when Starkweather and Fugate, the 14-year-old, they were apprehended in uh, Wyoming after a high-speed chase. The impact of Starkweather's crimes extended beyond the headlines, influencing popular culture and inspiring various works of art. Renowned filmmaker Terrence Malick's 1973 movie Badlands drew inspiration from Starkweather's killing spree, portraying a fictionalized account of a similar uh, spree. Also, Oliver Stone's 1994 Natural Born Killers. Natural Born
1: Killers. There yeah. you
0: go. Loosely incorporated elements of Starkweather's story, and uh, you know, kind of just putting this right yeah. in there. I mean, that that's, that movie's fucked.
1: <laughs> so something something that I found interesting. Um, they they were gonna fuck it, dude. They had him convicted, and they were ready to execute him within like months like two months of him getting caught and then they couldn't even kill him because he had a fucking heart attack right before they were about to electrocute him.
0: And at, at like at what year does it say? What
1: year? 59. Okay. So he was 21. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going they to send to. So they send him to death on May 23rd, 1958. So that was like a month after they caught him or but a couple there was, months after they, he didn't fuck around back then though. You know what I mean? Like back no. then they were like, and Oh, you're guilty. Gonna, so not even a year later they were they had him set for execution. Yeah. It moved That's swift. It was swift. Actually, hold on a second. Wait, what is this? Oh boy. I'm going, just trying to see. Going down a rabbit hole. Oh yeah, he died. Yeah, June twenty fifth, nineteen fifty. That was the when he was supposed to be executed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> fuck him. So the Starkweather-Fugate case remains a haunting chapter in Nebraska's history, leaving an in, uh, indelible mark on the collective memory of the state of Ooh, Nebraska. Good word. Yeah, good indelible. Word. Mm. Yeah, that's a good. Yes. One. So now the legend here in Nebraska. Okay, and uh, this is the... Nebra-
1: think, is it another lake monster? This is not. I know they got a... Li- Oh, okay, because I got a famous lake monster in Nebraska. No, this one... I can't remember what it is, but...
0: The Nebraska urban legend known as the Mormon Bridge Lady revolves around unsettling events tied to the Mormon Pioneer Overlook Bridge. Local uh, lore suggests a, a tragic incident led to the untimely death of a woman in the vicinity, and her lingering spirit is said to haunt the area. The community has shared chilling accounts of encountering a ghostly figure or witnessing mysterious lights, particularly after sunset particularly yeah residents and visitors alike speak of eerie moments near the bridge describing apparitions resembling a woman and unexplained illuminations that contribute to the air of mystery surrounding the site these stories passed down among locals have woven the bridge into the fabric of Nebraska's supernatural tales as night falls the atmosphere around the bridge becomes charged with suspense and the legend of the mormon bridge lady persists leaving those who traverse it with a mix of fascination and unease
1: huh that's really loud <laughs> that's what i get from that that's what i get yeah. so yeah so no, gonna, i said i said we should go across that bridge that would be amazing but dude another bridge though like how many yeah, times do we always, always come bridges. across there there's like, like everywhere in the world has just every every creepy episode we've done has had a bridge Regardless of where it's been, yep. what country it is, what state, it is, it's always a fucking bridge. At least one. Yeah.
0: At least at least one. So now we're heading down from Nebraska. We're going down, I believe it's south. I'm <laughs> really bad I'm, I'm
1: actually looking forward to what you pulled up for Ohio. Uh, Okay. Well, I guess you'll find out. Like, yeah. I, hope, I hope you didn't go with like the usual. Like, I hope you found something good. We'll see.
0: You'll see what I'm talking All
1: right. about. All right. So, Anyways, where are we at now? Th- we're going to uh Nevada. Nevada.
0: Nevada. Or for those that go up north,
1: it's Nevada, but it's Nevada. What else is in fucking, was it Carson City's in Nevada? There's all kinds of stuff there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, A lot of good stuff.
0: It's a southwestern state known for its arid landscapes and vibrant entertainment. It's uh, home to the famous city of Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Renowned for its dazzling lights and world-class entertainment on the iconic strip. The state capital is?
1: Uh. fuck i always get this one mixed up it's not what the fuck is nevada (laughs) now you have to i can't think carson city carson city it is carson city City. fuck i even said it yeah beyond Beyond the excitement
0: beyond the excitement of las vegas nevada boasts the natural wonders of lake tahoe the great basin national park and the vastness of the mojave desert
1: have you been to lake tahoe i have have is it is it like as nice as it looks i mean it's cool you know did you go during like peak season though where there's like fuck loads of people there uh there's always fuck
0: loads of people there though oh, right. like always so its economy thrives on tourism gaming and mining particularly particularly for precious metals like gold and silver Ooh. so the state was named after the mountain range sierra nevada so uh-huh. it was literally named after the mountains which is kind of yeah. cool i thought Nicknamed the Silver State, Nevada is actually the largest gold-producing state in the United States and the fourth largest in the world.
1: Oh, well, that makes sense that they called the Silver State, then. It doesn't make sense.
0: Like, what? I, I don't know.
1: I don't know. You know what we have a lot of in this state? Gold. <laughs> I like we silver! State, we, we need a state name, though. <laughs> I Let's like silver. silver!
0: Bob, shut up! No, but I like silver! <laughs> we don't have any damn silver, Bob! <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> so America's largest silver deposit, however, oh. the the Comstock Load. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yep. Oh.
1: Uh, it was actually Are you sure it's not Comstock. Load? No, it's
0: it's Comstock and it's load, Lode L O D E.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: And it was actually found in Nevada in 1859, which I would assume that's oh. why they call it the Silver State.
1: Yeah. It's still stupid.
0: So from Nevada, our tennis great Andre uh, Andre Agassi. <laughs> Oh, and a bunch of other people that I didn't have never heard of. So yeah.
1: really, that's yeah. all you got for yeah. famous people from Nevada. I mean, there was a bunch of
0: like, like, just, yeah, I just couldn't. However, there is Bob Chalmers. The fuck is Bob Chalmers? Well, he was the notorious serial killer who terrorized Nevada in the 1970s. And he stands out as a haunting figure in the oh, state's criminal Chalmers. history. Okay, yeah, I get that you. guy. His gruesome spree included a string of heinous crimes marked by multiple murders and sexual assaults that sent shockwaves through the communities he targeted. Chalmers
1: is not familiar with him.
0: Yeah, I, I again, I found even like in the last episode, I know you weren't a part of that one, but I dude, I found I so that. many different ones that we have to just do like uh, bonuses on, whether they're fuck that guy bonuses or whatever it is. It, we okay. have to. There's just some, there, I found a 15 year old kid that murdered like a bunch of people. Because he was just like hu- no, good, good huge for
1: good for him, you know? Well no, not He's really. Starting, you know. no, no, not really. No, it's oh. it's bad. Uh, bad. Uh first of all, first of all, I don't know why you didn't mention that Kyle Bush and Kurt Bush were from Nevada. <sighs> Gina Carano, Carano She is from Nevada. Serrano, right? I don't know. Kate it's C A R she's the one that got like fired from Disney and she used to be a like MMA fighter or some shit. Yeah. And then Serrano? I don't know how it's pronounced I don't know. C-A-R-A-N-O This is why I didn't include them, Moody this Serrano's is why. a fucking, Serrano's a pepper How do you spell it? The pepper? Yeah I don't know, with an S? <laughs> nope <laughs> No? <I don't. laughs> also, it's the last name of, uh, it's also the last name of the dude from Major League uh, Pedro Serrano Yeah, Serrano, it's spelled with a yeah. C it's Fucking Joe Boo yeah. No, it's not Yes, it is, look it up I, no, I don't like you <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this guy was just his ability
0: to just elude authorities for a uh, for a period uh, added and an, you know an extra layer because he just kept basically avoiding everybody and the, the uh, authorities so the impact of trauma's crime reverberated long after his capture leaving an, an, another indelible mark on the collective memory of the affected communities the scars of his actions ran deep serving as a stark reminder of the vulnerability that can accompany everyday life Nevada, typically known for its vibrant entertainment scene and natu- natural wonders, had to confront the darker side of humanity through the chilling legacy of Bob Char- Bob? Bob Chalmers, whose name becomes synonymous with fear and tragedy. And like, apparently, like, it, w- it was a big deal when this went down because it was like one of those things that didn't happen in the 70s out there, even though the yeah.
1: 70s had serial killers everywhere. I was going to say, dude, that was like that golden age of serial killers. Yeah, that's exactly what it right was. Here. Yep. Uh, also, just on a side note, the pepper is spelled with an S. Shut up, my
0: bitch. Is it really?
1: Yeah, nice. but but Pedro Serrano is a C. But it's also spelled completely Woo! differently than it's spelled completely differently than her name. So, well, it doesn't matter. I was
0: half right. <laughs> You're a half wit. <laughs> this is true. So now the legend, in urban oh, legends, yeah, yeah. Nevada boasts the captivating tale of the Blue Lady. A spectral oh, presence yes. that is said to linger within the historic confines of the Mitzbah Hotel in Tonopah. No idea where that is. According to uh, according to local lore, the that. ghost is believed to be that of a woman named Rose, whose ethereal essence is said to haunt the hotel's halls. Reports okay. of inexplicable occurrences and ghostly sightings have woven a mystique around the Mitzbah Hotel with visitors and staff sharing stories of encounters with the enigmatic blue lady. I think we talked about her when we did Creepy
1: Nevada. We did Creepy Nevada. I'm pretty sure we did. I don't know if I was around for that one.
0: Maybe we did the Hoover Dam and then that was associated with the Hoover Dam or something like that. That We've done so many episodes. (laughs) Maybe. Oh shit! Aha!
1: That's Karma. He just fucking in my slippers. (laughs) He just spilled his drink. (laughs) Oh, it's all over my all over my kids. (laughs) Fucking!
0: It's all over my bullets and everything. <laughs> it's, look, it's all over
1: my bullets and everything.
0: I love that you know that reference. Fuck yeah, dude! I it's a that freaking love that commercial. Salsa commercial. I love
1: that commercial, dude.
0: So the legend adds an <laughs> element of intrigue and mystery to Tonopah's landscape as the spectral presence of Rose continues to be a source of fascination and speculation among those who seek to explore the paranormal dimensions of Nevada's rich history. Did you did you just dump that whole thing on yourself?
1: Uh, like half of it, dude. It's like down my leg and went into my fucking slippers, man. You know, mean, slippers are wet. Karma's a bitch, bro. I'm just saying yeah, fucking, oh, it's on the bed. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm just toweling off over here. But <laughs> just keep going. Keep going. Let's just make sure that
0: everyone knows that you were just drinking water, correct?
1: <clears throat> it was. <well>, yes, it is <laughs> water. Thank, thank God for that.
0: All right. Now we're heading way out. We east. <laughs> we're heading east and we're going to New Hampshire.
1: New Hampshire yeah it's a it's a pretty okay. state I
0: like it out there so nestled in the uh, northeastern corner of the United States New Hampshire is a state known for its uh, again its beautiful landscapes including the white mountains and idyllic lakes the capital is okay. what
1: New Hampshire hold on give me a second uh, uh, ding, it's a weird ding, one ding, it's, it's not ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Is, it, is it Concord it is Concord <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Manchester is its largest city. New Hampshire embraces its New England charm with historic towns and vibrant fall foliage, uh, foliage, excuse me, uh, attracting visitors. The state is renowned for its uh, live free or die motto and a robust tradition of town hall meetings. Okay. So the first famous alien abduction took place in New Hampshire when Midnight Train alumni Betty and Barney Hill claimed to have been abducted. That's right. Yep. You guys remember that episode? If not, go way back but like that that was early
1: I mean you don't have to because it sucks but anyways it does not suck shut your I'm mouth. just kidding it's a joke you're mean I know I'm mean just ask my kids are you gonna spill on something else on yourself no I don't think I'm gonna try to drink anymore <laughs> the cup is down <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> the cup is down remember earlier when I told you about a half hour things yep. make it interesting yeah yep. is That's- it kicking in a little bit. <laughs> so
0: revolutionary war hero, uh, general John Stark gave a New Hampshire. It's famous motto. It's actually not just live free or die. It's live free or die. Death die is hard. not the worst of
1: evils. Live free or die hard. No, it's not. It's no. Death is not the worst of evils. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Live free
0: or, or wait, what is it? Live free or die. Death is not the worst of evils. What's well, worse? women. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding, ladies. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally uh, kidding. You can send all hate mail. to <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> so the fifth sexiest president hailed from New Hampshire. And that would be Franklin Pierce as per nerve.com. They literally
1: is that the fifth se- Wait, I got to see this guy. It's almost like being this, the second best podcast. Franklin. P- oh, there he is. Let's see. Franklin. Pier- <laughs> okay. I don't know man. Yeah, he's the 5th. He was ranked as the 5th. He's got dumb hair.
0: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Franklin Pierce was like what uh late 1800s early 1900s? Uh
1: well, he was born in 1804, died in 1869.
0: So, there you go. So Killington, the, uh, Vermont residents yeah. voted to secede and they they wanted to become part of New New, uh, New Hampshire. So there <laughs> there were people in Vermont they were like, no, we don't want to be a part of
1: you guys anymore. <laughs> Vermont is so bad. They want to be New Hampshire. Yeah. They wanted to just, they wanted to secede. It didn't happen. I don't know if that's worse. Like, I don't know what that says. Like, does that mean that New Hampshire is just that fucking good? Or does it mean that Vermont is just that fucking bad?
0: Uh, there isn't, dude, there isn't a whole lot in either one of those states. So I mean, I've I been think through you're, both of them. Yeah. I, Ver- it takes about 17 minutes. Vermont is, it's a bunch of little, little, Towns That's what it is. It's just, it's tiny. It you might as well
1: be Canada, honestly. Yeah.
0: Truthfully, truthfully.
1: Yeah. Now, the
0: first soldier killed during the Civil War was from New Hampshire. Okay. Yeah, his, na- uh, his name was uh, Luther C. Ladd. He was 17 years old, and he was from Alexandria, and he died during the, uh, the Baltimore Riot of 1861, which was, he oh. was the first person killed in the Civil War. Oh, man. So Adam Sandler, Sarah Silverman, and writer Robert Frost... Are all from New Hampshire, along with Christopher Wilder. He was a race car driver with an Australian accent. Wilder became known as the Beauty Queen Killer because of his penchant for attractive victims.
1: Why do I know that story? Ah, we uh, maybe was that on fucking? Did you ever listen? Do you listen to Crime and Sports? I do. They might have covered him because I know that story. Uh, It's possible.
0: It is possible, which is hilarious that I tried to get Bill, you know. Oh, good for you, Bill.
1: Yeah. To listen to
0: crime and sports because he's a big sports guy. (laughs) He's just like, I can't listen to these guys. They they bash on Cleveland too much, dude. Everybody
1: does.
0: (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, I get it. They're kind of, you know, judgmental. It is what it is. You know, like him or whatever. So he was a, uh, a, a promo model. Uh, uh, no, the first person he murdered was a pro- uh, promotional model, uh, model he met at the Miami Grand Prix in 1984, and her death marked the beginning of a cross country murder rampage. Wow. Be- beginning in Florida, Wilder kidnapped and killed eight or nine women, among them a former Miss Florida contestant, a competitor at a 17 magazine cover model competition, and an FSU co ed. After finding himself on the FBI's 10 most won fugitive list, he fled to Canada. But before he made it, two state troopers noticed him at a gas station and he was shot in the melee.
1: Bye. You know what I picture right now?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I picture uh, the opening scene of Super Troopers. (laughs) That's what I'm picturing right now. That would be amazing. Because they're in Vermont and they're trying to get to Canada for some French fries and gravy, sir. Yeah, that'd be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Right meow? What do you mean? I'm not saying Meow. So it like a cat to you, boy?
0: <laughs> so now the legend, the legend of the old man of the mountain was more than... I've true.
1: heard of, I've heard this one. Again. Okay.
0: It was more than just a geological wonder. It was a source of inspiration and pride for the people of New Hampshire. The profile's distinct uh, features symbolized the state's rugged character and resilience, weathering the elements of thousands of years. The collapse of the old man in 2003 was a poignant moment Aww. akin to losing a dear friend or a piece of living history. Locals and admirers believe, mourn the loss, but the legend persisted.
1: I believe that the, uh, the old man, the I think it's, it's, I think it's a, on the, uh, the New Hampshire quarter, you know, they did the stupid state quarter thing mm-hmm. for a while. I think it's on that. And I believe it's on their license plates too, but I could be wrong.
0: It, it may be. So the yeah. story of the old man transcended its rocky existence, becoming a metaphor for life's inevitable changes and the importance of cherishing fleeting moments. Today, the old man of the mountain lives on in the memories of those who witnessed its grandeur. Ooh. So I'm assuming the old man was like a, was it a monument or a part of the mountain? A, no, it
1: was a rock formation. And it just it crumbled just one day? like an old man. Really? Huh. Yeah, I would assume that just like weathering and all that, it finally was just like, yeah, fuck this. Well, hey, guess what? We're actually going pretty close this time. Now we're going to New
0: Jersey jersey <laughs> yeah so new jersey the garden state is known for its diverse landscapes bustling cities oh. and rich history is that your banjo again yes,
1: yes
0: <laughs> it's the fourth smallest state in the united states but boasts a high population density with uh, proximity to new york city and philadelphia new jersey plays a crucial role in the metropolitan area the state is recognized for its industrial contributions historical significance and cultural diversity Notable landmarks include the Jersey Shore, the Pine Barrens, and the Delaware Water Gap.
1: New right, Jersey you know hit... What, you, know, you know what's in the Pine Barrens, don't you? Pine. Nope. The Jersey Devil. Oh, well, that's it's funny because... The Jersey Devil resides as the Pine Baron. Well, we might actually talk about
0: him here in a minute. We already did an episode. I know we did, but there's not a whole lot in Jersey. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> a lot of garbage. <laughs> well you know, anyway, so, uh, uh, it has a strong pharmaceutical industry and is a hub for technology and finance. It's colonial history is reflected in sites like Princeton university and the historic town of Morristown. The state's nickname, the garden state highlights its agricultural heritage. New Jersey also has a reputation for its unique local cuisine, including the famous pork roll. Fantastic. Have you had a new Jersey pork roll? (laughs) I can't say that I have. I can't say that I have either. And I'm I'm not against it because I just I like
1: food. Even if I did, she probably wouldn't appreciate me calling her that anyways, huh? <laughs> hey. Why'd you tell why'd you tell me to say that dude? <laughs> <laughs>
0: He made that shit up on his own. Don't 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 include me in that. I already made Dude, one comment.
1: I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it says, I made Moody, one. Moody say
0: this. I already made a comment where like all our female listeners are gonna hate me. So now you can send all hate mail to Moody at the Midnight Train Podcast.
1: Care of John. Mm-hmm.
0: So now New Jersey has the highest density population of any state in the United States. That's crazy. It, it, well, because it's so small, but there's so many people there. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you get a ton of people commuting to New York. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's way cheaper having, to live in Jersey yeah. than it is in New York. Because
1: you go right across the river and you're yep. in fucking Jersey. So, 90% of people who, sense,
0: who actually live in New Jersey live in what is considered an urban area. Yeah. And more cars are stolen in the city of Newark, New Jersey than in any other city in the United States. That doesn't fucking
1: surprise me at all. How
0: crazy is that? So Mr. Diehard Bruce Willis, the late great Whitney Houston, and John Travolta all hail from the garbage state. Uh, I mean, Garden State. I'm sorry. Did I say garbage state? I didn't mean that. Along I with... I actually didn't even <laughs> notice. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Richard Bigenwald. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Richard.
1: you talk about him.
0: He is infamously known as the Thrill Killer, and he was a serial killer who terrorized New Jersey during the late 70s and early 80s. Okay. Born on December 31st, 1940, Bigenwald's criminal activities escalated to include multiple murders, mainly targeting young women Ugh. and teenagers. Ugh. Bigenwald's modus operandi was characterized by extreme brutality involving sexual assault and dismemberment of his victims. His gruesome acts struck terror into the hearts of the local community. The exact number of his victims is uncertain, but he was convicted of several murders, each marked by heinous details. The authorities finally apprehended Bigenwald in 1983, putting an end to his reign of terror. He was convicted of multiple counts of murder and other charges related to his crimes. In 1986, he received a life sentence for the murder of two teenage girls. Bigenwald spent the remainder of his life behind bars until his death, yeah boy, on March 10th of 2008, while serving his sentence at the New Jersey State Prison.
1: Good, fuck that guy. Bye! Yeah, yeah fuck right?
0: him. fuck him. So now the legend. Well, you actually nailed this one right off the rip because there really wasn't a whole lot. In, and we're, we're talking about their most famous legends is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So, of course, it's the New Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. Has d- it has deep roots in 18th century folklore tracing back to the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, like Moody just mentioned. Yeah, buddy. According to the story, a woman named Mother Leeds, exasperated by her 13th child, that's a lot of freaking kids, uttered a curse in, moment, in a moment of frustration, initially born as a normal child, it supposedly transformed into a nightmarish creature with hooves, wings, and devilish appearance. Described as a flying bipedal entity, the Jersey Devil is believed to roam the desolate Pine Barrens, unleashing eerie noises and causing unsettling encounters. Despite its mythical origins, the legend has endured for generations, weaving itself into the fabric of New Jersey's cultural identity. Numerous claims of sightings and encounters with the Jersey Devil Contribute to its status as one of the most persistent and famous American urban legends. And again, you could go back and we talked about because I believe we did a an episode. It was a
1: three for it was like a three for episode. Yeah, we had three we different did, ones in there. Jersey that. Devil and like two other ones. Yeah. I don't remember what the other ones were.
0: Guess you you guys just have to go back and listen to it. Yeah.
1: You, you might know. as well just fucking start at the beginning and figure it out. That's you know? what I'm just saying. All of them That's eventually you're gonna get there. Yeah.
0: So now we're heading to New Mexico. Not old Mexico, hey. New Mexico.
1: The land One of, of my enchantment. My favorite Weird Al songs. <laughs> what, what is it about New Mexico? What Albuquerque? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's the land of en- en- enchantment. Is a uh, oh. it's a state of rich culture and diverse landscapes, with its capital
1: in uh, Santa Fe. Damn, buddy! All right. All, right. All, right.
0: All right. And he does not have the notes, by the way. He, he made that joke earlier, but he does not I don't have the man. notes. Uh, and albuquerque is its largest city the state offers a unique blend of native american hispanic and anglo influences from the artistic haven of santa fe to the mesmerizing landscapes of white sands national park new mexico um it 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 lies it's it's cool have you been to new mexico
1: several times yes
0: okay it's it's awesome i I mean i've never spent
1: i've never spent a lot of time there but i've been through there several times
0: yeah so now Dancing while wearing your sombrero is illegal in New Mexico.
1: I mean, it should be. That's and, dangerous.
0: And by the way, we are going to be doing a bonus episode of like the weirdest um, laws from state from all the states in the U.S. that are nice. still legal. <clears throat> all right, that are and, still technically on the books. Correct. And dude, there's some That's awesome. there's some crazy ones. So now, even though Pluto is no longer a planet, its discoverer <laughs> was a New Mexican named Clyde Tombaugh. So he's the one that actually saw Pluto. And Albuquerque has more than 300 local hot air balloons, making it the hot air <laughs> balloon capital of America with more than any other city.
1: Hey, I mean, you got to have something, right? Why why not? But if you Why not the balloon? If you put a gun to
0: my head and you said, "Listen. What city?" <laughs> no, I'll even make it easier. What state has a city in it? <laughs> with more hot air balloons than any other in the united states i would never <laughs> think new mexico
1: never no no you would no yeah. you're right
0: i'd just be dead right. yeah so from new mexico our doogie house reporter portrayer neil patrick harris uh, doogie yep cradle robbing cougar to me more and the richer than any human should be uh jeff bezos okay
1: Fuck that
0: guy. Along with a huge piece of shit, David Parker Ray, also known as the Toy Box oh, Killer. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, he is a bad, bad person. Wow. He was convicted, a convicted American serial killer and suspected torturer who operated in New Mexico. I don't know why they say suspected because they have evidence that he <laughs> did it. Say, yeah. They? <laughs> yeah. They have an actual videotape of him telling people. Yes. Born in 1939, Ray came to the attention of law enforcement in the late 1990s. His crimes involved the abduction, sexual torture, and murder of multiple women. His uh, MO, or modus operandi, included abducting women, transporting them to a soundproof trailer he called his toy box, and subjecting them to horrific acts of sexual torture. He often used audio tapes to play a pre-recorded message to his victims outlining the acts he intended to commit and we did a bonus episode on this guy and actually like he, uh, played his his message on that. Really? So if you guys want to have nightmares, sign up for Patreon. Yeah. Uh, in March 1999, one of Ray's intended victims, Cynthia Vigil, managed to escape from his, cap- uh, his captivity. She went to the police and Ray was subsequently arrested. In 2001, David Parker Ray was convicted on multiple charges including kidnapping and sexual torture. He received a realize, lengthy prison sentence. I didn't realize sentence. it was
1: that recent.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Think about that. Late 90s. Fuck. Yeah. I, I was I was out of high school when this dude was doing this. Dude, Chainsaw was like 150. At least. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he died in prison in 2002 while serving his sentence. Fuck him. The case received widespread media attention due to the gruesome nature of the crimes and the sadistic practices employed by the perpetrator. It is considered one of the most disturbing criminal cases in the history of New Mexico. Yeah, because the guy sucked. And Uh, like, what a horrible human being. And I think at one point in time, he had his sister involved and
1: was helping him out. I don't know if it was his sister. He definitely had a... uh, He had a... a Or his daughter? Was it his daughter? It was... was, I don't remember. But he... Because yeah yeah i know he had a female accomplice i don't yeah. remember who it was though
0: so now the legend so one notable urban legend in new mexico is another that we've talked about the legend of la llorona oh, hey. also known shitty movie <laughs> it was very bad also known as the weeping woman la llorona is a well known figure in hispanic and mexican folklore and variations of the story exist in various regions including new mexico the legend typically tells the story of a woman named La uh, Llorona. It's so seeing the L's in there. You want to go La Llorona? It's like
1: Pollo, you know. Yeah, chicken. La 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 Llorona. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: driven by grief and jealousy, <laughs> she drowns her own children in a river. After realizing the gravity of her actions, she is said to be filled with remorse and wanders near bodies of water, weeping for her lost children. Remember, we talked about another one in the last episode. I forget what state it was, but we talked about another similar legend somewhere. According to the legend, she may also uh, be drawn to children playing near rivers or lakes as she is believed to be forever searching for her own lost offspring. Encounters with the La Llorona are often described as eerie with witnesses uh, hearing her mournful cries or seeing a ghostly woman in a white dress. Hmm. The legend is often used as a cautionary tale to encourage children to behave and obey their parents. <laughs> she gonna get you. Yeah. You better eat your dinner. Why not? Because La Llorona's gonna come get your ass. <laughs> la 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 la
1: Llorona. Like I'll say, I feel like if you have that accent that you're not gonna do the uh it's just gonna be the L's.
0: Yeah. La Llorona's uh, coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're heading back up north, and we're going to New York, New, New York! York City, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> Is More it the salsa same commercial, dude? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not the same one, but it's definitely a salsa commercial. But it's the same company, I think. My, it might have been. Uh, yeah, it was uh, like Ortega, uh, Old El Paso. No, it was Old, old El, Paso. El Paso. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's hilarious. No,
1: but uh, so the uh, the bullet one was tacos. That was Ortega or whatever.
0: Because oh the guy's yeah.
1: taco fell apart. It kept
0: crunching or like breaking yeah. apart.
1: <laughs> oh, look, it's all over my bullets <laughs> and everything. <laughs> and that oh, is how old we are. Oh, That's such a good commercial. It though. is so good. It's so now, such like a, like a, a, like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The stereotype in that commercial. Horribly. It's just like oh, look, he's all over my yeah. bullets and everything.
0: Because he was, was like a Mexican, like, uh, like soldier from yeah, back like in the like 1800s the in yeah. a bandolero on <laughs> and as he's eating his taco it just crumbles he's like, oh, look! <laughs> it's so stereotypical and bad but funny. It's funny.
1: And you guys uh, know how to, we are. I'm if it's look, funny, it's worth it. I'm yeah. to have to look that shit up on YouTube. It's something. so good. I'll have to post it so people can
0: watch it. <laughs> So New York, the Empire State, is a diverse tapestry of urban brilliance and natural wonders. The iconic skyline of New York City, cultural mecca, and financial hub contrasts with the tranquility of the Adirondack Mountains and the enchanting Finger Lakes, which I love all of those places, by the way. The
1: enchanting Finger Lakes. Have you been to the Finger Lakes? i have not visited the finger lakes no
0: it is it's awesome because like there's just wineries everywhere the wines are not and, and, and no offense to anybody but they're not I like, great I don't, drink, I don't drink wine anyways i mean if you like white wine they're pretty good but like they're like the reds wine. are not mm, if you want good red you got to go out to napa or I, over to france or italy or whatever you know what i mean but yeah
1: wine so sucks i'm sorry
0: <laughs> say what Nothing. Did you say wine sucks? I did not suck. Wine is awesome. Good wine is awesome. Bad wine is bad.
1: So now the state capital would be what, Moody? Uh, New York. New York is uh, Albany. It is Albany. Yeah. You're pretty good on these, buddy. Most people say New York City. It is not New York
0: City. Yeah. Well, Albany bridges the gap between the bustling energy of Buffalo and Rochester and the hidden gems scattered throughout the state. Buffalo is
1: uh, such a shit
0: pile, dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Rochester, they're the same city. Basically, if you,
1: if you live in Buffalo, I am I am I apologize, but your city is fucking awful. It's so bad.
0: Rochester is just Buffalo light.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rochester ain't crazy. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean? Like, I mean, they're, they're pretty close to each other. And don't get me wrong. I've had some fun times and like hung out in both of those places. But, yeah, it's not great. And you guys know it's not because it gets your winners are fucking brutal.
1: Fucking Buffalo. (laughs) You're so upset about Buffalo. Dude, I've never, ever once like been through or to Buffalo and been like, it's not too bad here. It's always like as soon as like you hit the fucking city limit, like just like everything gets sucked out of the air. It's just like depression. Like you just feel like you want to fucking die. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's because I'm fucking driving through Buffalo. Hey, the Bills did pretty well this year, though. So I, I got to give them that. They're fucking stadiums like 10, like 15 miles outside of the city. That's how much they hate it. They can't even stay in their own fucking city. They put the football oh. stadium like 30 miles away.
0: And you can send all hate mail to moody at the dot
1: com. Yeah, I'll take it. Fuck it. I don't care. So more it, than
0: 800 languages are spoken throughout the city of what? New York. Eight hundred. That, make, that makes that makes sense. Um, in New York, honking your horn is illegal. Think about that for a second, because that's all anyone driving a that's car all does. They do. That's uh, I did that while I was there, and some Chinese guy, and I'm not, I'm literally Chinese dude was walking across the street, and I was beeping the horn because everyone else was, and I was joking around, and I like I beep, beep my horn, and the kids were with me, and all of a sudden he looks around and goes ha ha beep beep beep. Like that's what he did. As he's walking in front of us, he's like, "Ha ha, ha beep beep beep." Yeah, it's just it, it's that's it's weird. Awesome. New York is weird. Um,
1: homeowners <laughs> Look, can. I hate New York. I I do. I, New York, New York. I can't deal with New York City. city? No, dude. Uh, the, the thing state was, overall, the state is great.
0: Well, the city is. It's people. They're just busy. They got shit to do. So if there you can't handle cities. that, then you're you're not gonna get along in New York at all. You know, like to me, I go there and I'm like, like I always got not shit not to do. So. It's
1: just like, I, I I can handle people being like that, but I just like, I can't handle like people in well, general. Well, well that's, like, there's that's anywhere. too fucking many people.
0: And There are too many people for sure.
1: It is just compact. like, it's just like fucking like everything is stacked on top of each other. Like it just goes up. There's like, well, fuck it. Let's just keep building up so we can yeah. cram more idiots into one city.
0: And uh, a one bedroom apartment goes for, I think like $2,200 a month
1: probably on the cheap end dude yeah. like it's ridiculous yeah, man like it's crazy are paying like 30 million dollars for like a floor in a building to call an apartment mm-hmm. or it's fucking dumb dude yeah, it's, like it's crazy I, don't, I couldn't i can't i can't every time i've been i've had some good times in new york don't get me wrong new york city oh yeah Like there's some cool spots you know you've been there plenty mm-hmm. of times but like dude after like eight hours of hanging out (laughs) doing cool stuff. It's like, all right, this city's stupid now. It,
0: it, It can be a lot. It can definitely be a lot. But Did you know, though, if you could afford a home in New York, you can actually request free trees from
1: the state. That's pretty sweet, though. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I, I, I was but like,
1: if you're in New York City, where the fuck are you going to put it?
0: You're not <laughs> like, exactly. but out, like if you're upstate or whatever, you can literally be like, I want some I want trees to plant and they will give them to you.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're upstate, there's probably plenty of fucking trees anyway. Yeah, but I mean, you can always plant more, I guess. I don't know.
0: And New York City that's is true. home to uh, Albert Einstein's eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, his eyeballs are in a museum there. So that's pretty sweet. That's fun. So now, obviously, there are a slew of famous people from New York, like uh, Lady Gaga. There's a couple. You know, Al Pacino. Hey, you talking to me? Hey, that guy. And Tupac Shakur. to was Robert De Niro, you asshole. Oh, yeah, that was, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, and you guys probably all know this guy, David Berkowitz. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. the son of Sam. The Son of Sam, also known as the 44-caliber killer, was a serial killer who terrorized New York City during 1976 and 1977. His real name is David Berkowitz. Berkowitz's crime spree left six people dead and several others injured. The killer targeted young couples parked in cars and often used a 44-caliber revolver. And if you get a chance to watch the really, uh, I'm going to say stupid documentary, (laughs) where the guy claims that he didn't do it, that David Berkowitz was not, like, the murderer or whatever, it's it's super crazy and that what they the were.
1: Hell is, like, I don't think I've seen that. No, it's What's
0: um shit. Uh, sh- yeah, it's on Netflix I think.
1: He's he's trying to like prove that he didn't do it.
0: More so that like it wasn't him or it wasn't just him. That there was like a like a big it was a
1: group or something yeah
0: it's dude it's it's crazy you gotta That's watch weird. it yeah and the, the guy's full of shit too and he's like if you take this letter and you yeah, move you it sure to the are. to the right and then you flip the h upside down it points oh, It's up. one of those things yeah. dude yeah it's uh. it's ridiculous
1: He he's like da vinci code the whole
0: thing yeah it's just creating shit out of nothing <laughs> you know what i mean like So uh, Berkowitz was captured in uh, 1977 and later confessed to the shootings. He claimed that a neighbor's dog, which he believed was possessed by a demon, had commanded him to commit the murders. Yep. His arrest brought an end to one of the most infamous and fear inducing crime sprees in New York's history because.
1: Because he didn't really have any MO either. He just he would walk up to people, cars and shoot them.
0: It was couples, though. It was usually couples he was going after. So if there was two people, a guy and a girl in a car, that's who he'd fire off. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he was looking for.
1: <laughs> like yeah, I'd be like, sorry, babe, we ain't going anywhere tonight. Fuck that shit. There were women <laughs> dyeing their hair
0: and wearing wigs in New York yeah. because so of shoot. this guy, because they were afraid that he was going to get, because he had like a, a certain, I don't know if it was blondes or brunettes, whichever it was, the opposite. Everyone was like changing their hairstyle and like, it's like, yeah. how about fucking stay home? <laughs> stay home. You don't have to go out and see freaking Billy down the street. Stay home. So now the legend here we have, and I know you know this one, Cropsey.
1: Oh, yeah. They made a really bad movie about that, too. Really bad documentary, yeah. Cropsey. Oh, no, they they made, like, a movie about it, too. Did they really?
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, bad. I, I watched the documentary, and I was like, eh, yeah. So it's a term that has been associated with an urban legend and a documentary filmed related to a series of child disappearances in Staten Island area of New York City in the Staten Island. Yeah, you, you get it. The legend tells of an escaped mental patient known as Cropsy, who is said to lurk in the woods and kidnap children. The legend gained traction in the 70s and 80s, fueled by parents warning their children about the mysterious figure. However, the Cropsey legend took an uh, a more chilling reality when it became connected to a series of actual disappearances in the area.
1: Right, that's right. Yep.
0: So it started off as like just a boogeyman, you know, be careful. And then it's like, oh, shit.
1: And then kids actually started getting yeah. taken and they were like, we fucking told you, bro. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah we weren't lying. Mom and dad don't lie. No. Nah. So the documentary film Cropsey released in 2009 and directed by Joshua that's... Zeman and Bar- uh, Barbara Brancascio. I'm sure that's her name explores the urban legend and the true crime elements surrounding the the disappearances. The filmmakers investigate the cases of missing children and the influence of the Cropsey legend of the community. The actual perpetrator in some of the cases turned out to be a guy by the name of Andre Rand, a former worker at the Willowbrook state school, a facility for individuals with intellectual disabilities. Rand was convicted of kidnapping and murdering two children. Jennifer Schweiger and Holly Ann Hughes in the 1980s. While Rand's crimes were not directly linked to Cropsey in the legend, the documentary examines the unsettling overlap between urban legends and real life crimes. So now it's worth noting that Cropsy serves as a thought-provoking uh exploration of the impact of folklore on communities and how real-life events can sometimes become intertwined. Like they overlap. You know? And it happens often, man. I mean, that's that's why I wanted to do this episode because everyone has these own their, their legends and stuff, but you also have like, you've got what is considered to be a legend and, um, then that made up, but it could potentially be not real. And then you've got right. real murderers. You've got real right. killers. You've got real people out there. And sometimes, yeah, they, they kind of overlap each other, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: So now we're heading down to North Carolina. Woo.
1: North Carolina.
0: I love right. North Carolina.
1: I, would, I, haven't I, spent, I haven't spent much time there. I
0: would move there. That's probably the state I would move to first if I moved out of Ohio. Miami. Yeah, I love it down there. Because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. It's like just better Ohio. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. So North Carolina, the Tar Heel State, is a southern gem characterized by its diverse landscapes from the majestic Appalachian Mountains to the serene outer banks along the Atlantic coast. Um, the state capital would be uh, do 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 do, do 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 do
1: North Carolina is. Fuck is Raleigh. Hey. <laughs> Good job.
0: Thanks, buddy. Stands alongside vibrant cities like Charlotte and historic towns such as Asheville, known for its rich history. North Carolina played. a... I was going to
1: say Charlotte, but I decided. Not to. Good,
0: good job. North Carolina. North Carolina played a pivotal role in the civil uh, civil <laughs> a pivotal role in the civil war. role war, in the civil war. <laughs> Shit, a pivotal role in the civil war. <laughs> Sound like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and is home to the Wright brothers' first powered flight at Kitty Hawk. Also, Babe Ruth hit his first home run in Fayetteville on March 7th of 1914. Really? Yep. The Venus flytrap is only found in two American states, North Carolina, and what do you think the other one would be? Hmm, gee, I don't know. South Carolina? Hey, yep. (laughs) But it's native to Hampstead, North Carolina. And then uh, uh, Cape Hatteras? is the largest lighthouse to ever be moved. I believe it's Hatteras. It might be Hatteras. I don't know. I believe so. But it's the largest lighthouse to ever be moved due to erosion. Uh And North Carolina is the largest producer of sweet potatoes in the entire country.
1: Sweet potatoes?
0: Yeah, of all places. I don't know. For some reason, I guess you immediately assume like Idaho, Utah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. So, Hangover stars Zach Galifianakis, basketball great Michael Jordan, and the man who brought us The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Charlie Daniels, are all from North Carolina, along with one of the infamous serial killers associated with North Carolina, Henry Louis Wallace. Sound familiar at all?
1: Uh, the name, yes. I, don't, okay. I can't remember.
0: Well, he operated,
1: definitely sounds familiar.
0: He operated in Charlotte, North Carolina during the early 1990s. Uh, Henry Lewis Wallace was convicted of murdering at least nine young women between 1992 and 1994. His victims were often women he knew personally, and he worked for a moving company during the time of the murders. Wallace's modus operandi involved, of course, sexual assault and strangulation. He was arrested in 1994 after one of the surviving uh, victims provided crucial information to the police. In 1997, he was convicted on multiple counts of murder and received multiple life sentences. His case is notable for the relatively short period in which he committed a series of heinous crimes before being apprehended. Yeah, I mean that's and these these are in the '90s, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I graduated in 1994, and this guy's like murdering nine women.
1: That's you know what I mean. Weird, because like you never heard about it, really. Yeah, it's. You know what I mean, it's, like, what did you? You'd think you'd remember something like that if you heard that shit when you were like a teenager, especially. Be like, oh my God, there's like i never remember hearing any of this i didn't shit. hear anything about that guy
0: so now the legend the brown mountain lights is that something you've heard of before actually no that's a new one to me well they are a famous and unexplained phenomenon that occurs near brown mountain in the pisgah national forest in north carolina i'm sure i'm pronouncing it incorrectly
1: wait 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 wait, wait. the brown mountain in pisgah <laughs> Is this yeah. just like one big shitter yes, joke sir. right now? Like, what are
0: you doing? <laughs> yes, it's an outhouse outhouse joke. Is what it is. yeah. <laughs> no, this is legit. Yeah. So these lights are often described as glowing orbs or lights that appear along the horizon of Brown Mountain and surrounding areas. The lights are typically seen in the distance, hovering above the ground or moving around the mountain. The lights have been observed for centuries and various theories have been proposed to explain their origin. Some common explanations include natural phenomenon, some suggest that the lights are caused by natural phenomena, such as gases or minerals emitting light. We've seen that before. Yep. How, however, scientific uh, scientific investigations have not provided a conclusive explanation. Um, hmm. Human activities could be another one. Skeptics propose that the uh, the lights could be attributed to uh, human activities, such as car headlights or distant campfires. I
1: was gonna say, I was gonna say there's been some of those weird light things that have been proven to be like weird light anomalies from like nearby highways and shit like that. Right.
0: However, witnesses often describe the lights as being different from typical human-made sources. Of course they did. Uh, Also, there's the supernatural or paranormal. Local folklore often attributes the lights to uh, supernatural or paranormal causes, such as the spirits (coughs) of Native Americans or the ghosts of long-lost lovers. These explanations are more rooted in cultural beliefs and legends than in scientific evidence. So the Brow Mountain Lights have become a popular subject of local folklore and have drawn attention from researchers and curious visitors Regular viewings of the lights have been prompted. Uh, They've uh, even prompted, should I say, the creation of uh, designated overlooks for visitors to observe these lights. So They actually made spots for you to just kind of like pull off and check them out. They're
1: leaning into it, aren't they? Yeah, might as well. Fuck yeah.
0: Despite ongoing interest, the origin of the Brown Mountain Lights remains unexplained and continues to be a source
1: of mystery and intrigue. Where in New York was that again? Obviously Brown Mountain, but like where is that in New York? Uh, it just it just I, I, says it say North Carolina. It?
0: Carolina. It's North Carolina or North Carolina.
1: York. I'm sorry, yeah. not New York.
0: Uh it doesn't. It just says or it just uh, Brown Mountain in the Pisgah National Forest.
1: I do know where that's at.
0: In North Carolina, I just told you.
1: I swear to God. Dude.
0: <laughs> 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 Moving, on Moving on to North right
1: Dakota.
0: Woo! The Peace Garden State is a vast expanse of plains and prairies in the northern United States. Um, The state capital of North Dakota would be
1: It's not Fargo. I want to say Fargo. It's not. I know it's not Fargo. Uh, Bismarck. It's fucking Bismarck. Bismarck. Look at this guy. All right. Good job. Oh,
0: So Bismarck, the state capital, and Fargo, a cultural hub, um, anchor this tranquil state known for its agricultural uh, (laughs) richness (laughs) and indigenous heritage. With the enchanting Theodore Roosevelt National Park and the Missouri River carving through its landscapes, North Dakota offers a serene escape from the bustle of urban life. Um, North Dakota holds the Guinness World Record for the most snow angels made simultaneously in one place. That sounds awful. It's a record Um, on February 17th of 2007. Dude, check this. 8,962 people made snow angels at the state capitol grounds, beating the previous record of 3,784.
1: Dude, they fucking smoked that record. Smoked
0: them. You're
1: talking almost 9,000 people. people.
0: Uh, The world's largest hamburger was eaten in Rutland, North Dakota in 1982. Fantastic. It weighed, it yeah. weighed three thousand five hundred ninety-one pounds, and more than eight thousand people were invited to eat it.
1: How do you think they flipped it?
0: <laughs> I have no idea, dude. <laughs> you're talking a thirty-five hundred pound burger.
1: Jesus Christ, dude, yeah, that's, that's like thirty foot. Oh my God, yeah,
0: that's insane. And the world, dude.
1: Some of that had to have been raw still, right? i don't know how they I, <laughs> like how did you, don't, how did they cook I can't, it look i'm trying to just grasp the concept right now in my head because it would either fucking, have to be
0: really fucking thin but also extremely big like it's radius it'd be humongous yeah the diameter of this thing had wouldn't have to be just just stupid. 3 pounds 35 3591 pounds
1: it's almost 3,600 pounds. Dude, yeah. That's fucking...
0: That's a lot of meat. That's crazy, dude. That's a lot of meat. I wonder if it had, like, lettuce, tomato, onion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's got pickles. Yeah. And that's a shit ton of freaking uh, special sauce.
1: like... Think about it, dude. That's like 12,000 quarter pounders from McDonald's. Yeah.
0: And how do you... Like you said, how do you flip that?
1: How do you cook if it? It's one... They had... It, it had to have been many smaller patties that were, like quote unquote stuck together to make one big one. Like there's no way you can make a burger that big. There's just no fucking way. Well because it's either gonna be it's either going to be smaller but like incredibly thick and you're never gonna be able to cook it. Right? Or it's gonna have to be like you said, like thin and really fucking wide. Huge,
0: huge. It would be like seriously take up like an entire like a, a block. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That's, that's a,
1: Like, how do you do that? <laughs> I want to know the logistics. <laughs>
0: We're going to dive into that. <laughs> that. Uh, they also have the world's largest buffalo monument, okay, and stands tall on the hill in Jamestown. The 26-foot-tall, 60-ton concrete giant has been standing watch over Jamestown since 1959. Yeah. you know <laughs> That's a huge buffalo. <laughs> that's a huge bitch. So, hailing from North Dakota, our former NBA coach, Phil Jackson... The gorgeous Leslie Bibb, nom nom nom, and old-timey show host Lawrence that? Welk, Leslie Bibb. Yeah, what? Um, that you would what know she her. Do? She was the the really annoying wife from Talladega Nights. Ricky Bobby, look at these. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come on, y'all! Uh, right.
0: <laughs> I've been slaving over this for hours. <laughs> and it's just KFC. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Yep. She's just she's okay. She's beautiful. So, um, uh, also along with him is the Saurus river sniper. And I didn't know about this one either. So one of North Dakota's most infamous murders is the case of the Saurus river sniper. This case involved the random shootings of several people in Minot or Minot North Dakota during the summer of 2011. Very recent in the span of a month, three men were killed and a fourth was injured in separate incidents. All believed to be the work of the same perpetrator. The victims were shot while engaging in outdoor activities, such as uh, walking or just fishing, just hanging out. And the shootings created a sense of fear and unease in the community. Duh. Ultimately, a suspect named Sean Patrick Kelly was arrested and charged in connection with the shootings. He pled guilty to three counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. In 2012, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And the, Sor- the best. Yep. and the Soros River sniper case was a significant and tragic event in North Dakota, leading to heightened awareness of public safety and the impact of seemingly random acts of violence on a small community. Yeah, like life without, dude? Like, yeah, yeah, you're gone. Bye. bye. So and I didn't hear about that one. Qu- that was in 2011. I have a question, though. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I have a question, though. Why, why when, like, they talk about serial killers, why do they always use, like, first, middle, last? Like, why the full fucking name?
0: You know why? It's so it doesn't, you don't get confused with people with the same name. So if there's Sean, if you just put Sean Kelly out there. Okay,
1: but like, so like, you're telling me that if, if like, who's going to get confused about that? Like clearly, like you would know if that was your buddy Sean Kelly, right? Like you would know that. And then other people, it doesn't fucking matter because. Yeah, but if you well, if, if I you're I going Sean for like, Kelly, in, and I live in Ohio, it's clearly not the Sean Kelly I know. Yeah,
0: but if you're going in for like a job interview and they go to look you up and it's just Sean Kelly, you know what I mean? Like, so then
1: they would see that the rea- the other Sean Kelly's got life without parole.
0: It's a news thing. It's just they've all, they've done that ever since I, I believe the first one was uh, was it Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah.
1: It was stupid.
0: <laughs> but that's why John they... John the
1: Wilkes fucking booth, bro.
0: Yeah, but well,
1: uh, yeah, I don't
0: know. I, I, I don't know if that... I think that was done after the fact.
1: That's something we could look what? into. Who knows? You know? It's just it's just weird, because, like... I mean, aside from, like, what? Like, Ted Bundy? And, like, fucking... There's, like, three other people that just went by first and last name, and then, like, everybody else is, like... It's full name, dude. I
0: actually, I actually know Ted Bundy's middle name, and I can't remember it. I can't remember off the top of my head right it's now. It's just
1: like but no one calls him that. It's just Ted Bundy, right? Right. But like Well, because they,
0: they they kinda like I don't know. He was a different case though, because he was like so charismatic that everybody he like I mean there him. there's chicks now that I know that think he's like the, the hottest thing since like sliced bread. And it's disgusting to me because it's it like this dude is gross. like he is a horrible was a horrible human being. Um but there are people that still think he's just I mean he had a lot of charisma as opposed to like if you look at you know Jeffrey Dahmer. Do you ever see
1: those? Do you ever see those people that get the Ted Bundy like get his fucking like bite marks like tattooed on them? No, it's like a thing, dude. It's fucking weird. What is that? What? Why? Yeah, you've never seen that? No, I don't know. because they're fucking stupid. That's ridiculous. Don't do. Don't glorify these assholes.
0: We uh, the, the reason we do this is because these guys are fucking assholes. G- girls I mean, like, too, females cool. as well. Like, like dude, not just guys, cool. but yeah.
1: And it's one thing to like. I'm fascinated by serial killers just because like. The psychology the, behind just, it, just like yes, exactly. But like they're all they're all gigantic. They're pieces of, of shit. shit. Like that's why, that's why I started. I don't know how people can like glorify that? Yeah.
0: That's why I started the "fuck this guy" series on our Patreon. And if you guys want to hear that, where I just completely annihilate all these pieces of shit, it's because everyone tries to glorify people or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, but you have to think about it. Though. Look at uh, Charles Manson. Charles Manson had a huge following, dude. And I know he yes. never quote unquote killed anybody that people say or whatever, but he mind fucked enough people. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jim Jones. You know, yeah. like these guys—they're just—they're—they're they're horrible, horrible, and they do horrible things. And we got to stop glorifying them. It's, that's why we do this. We want to make fun of them. We want to—they suck. They suck. <laughs> you know, they—they they just suck. They're not great. No. So now on to the legend of North Dakota. Oh. One notable urban uh, legend associated with North Dakota is the story of the squaw hopper
1: I've uh, I've heard of this I don't I, I don't know what it is though
0: okay well the legend revolves around a mysterious creature said to inhabit the turtle mountains in the northern part of the state. According to the legend, the squaw hopper is a large and elusive creature that has been spotted by locals over the years. Descriptions of the creature vary but it's often said to be a large, hairy creature resembling Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Yeah. He <laughs> just said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the name Squawhopper is derived from the legend that the creature is capable of leaping great distances. As with many urban legends, the Squawhopper story has been passed down through generations with each storyteller adding their own details to the tale. While the legend is not widely known outside of the local community, it serves as an, an example of how folklore and mythical creatures become woven into the fabric of a regional culture
1: that's like the ninth time you've used the term woven into the woven fabric of. yes into the fabric <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of stupid y-
0: you, you you weave something i mean i could weave you a tail <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> all right on to ohio All right. The Buckeye State is a diverse and historically rich state located in the Midwest, uh, where we are right now. Columbus is the state capital, and uh, I'm not even going to ask you that one. You weren't (laughs) going to
1: let me guess that
0: one. (laughs) No. Shares the spotlight with cities like Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dayton, Ohio, and uh, it boasts a blend of urban excitement and natural beauty with the shores of Lake Erie to the north and the Appalachian, Appalachian, damn it, Appalachian (laughs) foothills in the south and it is beautiful did, down uh, south is beautiful man no, I, it is. I love going I down there. i just read
1: something too that columbus is the fastest growing city in america Dude, right now. have you been down there recently yeah
0: oh yeah that's where you got in your accident yeah. remember i fucking almost died like yeah.
1: six months ago over there it is yeah, insane it down there now that yeah, is especially that, the fucking drivers. <laughs> 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 they do suck at driving yeah it's, just, oh, yeah. it's bad so it's Akron, bad. they're bad up here, but it's worse down there.
0: Yeah, but well, they're everywhere, dude. They're just dicks. Everyone just drives like assholes now. It's because the phones get off your fucking phones. That's it. Just Agreed. get off your phones. Agreed. Just stop it. So Akron <laughs> was the first city to use police cars. Ohio has really? the, yeah, yeah oh. the, they were the first city to actually use that.
1: <laughs> they're just like, man, why don't we just like get in a car instead <laughs> of walking the fuck around all day? Why are we what using are horses, doing? dude? <laughs> like, what, what the hell's going on?
0: Um, Ohio has the largest Amish population of any state yeah, in the entire country. There's tons of them, dude. Oberlin College, founded in 1833, was the first interracial and co-educational college in the United States.
1: Dude, that school is absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's abysmal. It is, hor- it is horrendous. It's abysmal. It's a, it is. Well, I mean, I guess technically it's a good school, but dude, like, so. Uh, well, I depending on you what you want to go for, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to tell you the, the kind of people that go to Oberlin, right? Oh, boy. And and I'm going to have to bleep all this already. Right. No, 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 no. It's just a, <laughs> it's, a, it's an anecdotal tale from a buddy of mine about okay. a friend of his, all right? So as you know, I, I've worked most of my life in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine um, that I was working with said his friend was actually like the head of their cafeteria, like their food over there, okay. like he ran everything. Yeah. And I guess the one day... They did like, uh, you know, because like each day you get like whatever kind of food. And then like they did like a Chinese food day. And the students fucking basically picketed and got this dude fired because it wasn't authentic Chinese food. And they were calling it Chinese food because it was like american chinese food yeah that's they got Arberland. this dude fucking fired because that's Oberlin. That. yeah
0: they're very 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 when i say that they're and this is not political in any way i'm not we, we don't do that here but it's very very liberal like very I mean, it's a liberal arts college yeah like, like very so i mean but it's a great school from what i hear and to be honest that town survives because of that oh, school yeah. oh yeah you know, if it wasn't for that school, it's one of the most expensive nothing, schools in the country.
1: Nothing, there's nothing else out there.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. When you go there and go to the town, the town's super small, too. Like, it's not a very big town in any way. And then you go out there and it's like, wow, this place is super expensive. But yeah, that's, you know, it is what it is, you know. So um, did you know that um, women are actually prohibited from wearing patent leather shoes in public here in Ohio?
1: interesting
0: and we're going to talk more about that when we do the bonus episode on the
1: uh the laws right. yeah dude if i was a cop i would seriously just find all these stupid laws uphold every one people. of them fuck yeah dude like if i saw a chick walking down the street in leather shoes i'd be like well you're coming with me yeah yeah be like what the hell are you talking about I'd Be like it's illegal it, it's in it's in the code just to, just to be an asshole it, it's in the code
0: i know there's like That's another one in ohio where it's like illegal to walk down the street with a goldfish well i mean that would make sense and, and, but that's like a legit <laughs> it's so stupid so salad dressing connoisseur and actor <laughs> paul newman annie oakley and most importantly moody and i
1: are from yeah, ohio we are along with also bob mi- evans and is it really yeah the guy did bob evans is from ohio i don't think i knew that well now you do yeah i do so along smuckers, with smuckers jelly, <laughs> that's from ohio smuckers yeah jelly they're jelly people you ever had jelly with bob evans sausage um probably <laughs> like got a sandwich or something a breakfast sandwich so. <laughs> you were just like i don't know <laughs> so of course you know, oh, wait, do, you, do you know what the difference between jam and jelly is um jam is like a gelatinous thing where jelly has fruit in it wrong i can't jelly my dick in your ass <laughs>
0: <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> son of a bitch Ah, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> off the rails we go folks <laughs> off the rails yeah, but you know we who else is from a Cleveland 40? or from Ohio should I say is the Cleveland torso murderer we've talked
1: about this guy oh, we, did. we did a whole episode a
0: whole that. episode on this guy so during the 1930s in case you didn't know and if you want to go back and hear the whole episode it's pretty crazy and I personally yeah, feel yeah. like they know who did it but whatever Uh, A series of gruesome murders took place in the Kingsbury run area of Cleveland. The victims, often drifters or individuals living on the fringes of society, were decapitated and dismembered. The killer was never apprehended, and the case remains one of the most notorious unsolved mysteries in Cleveland's history. We actually have a museum dedicated to that. Yeah. Um, The legend of the Cleveland torso murder has since taken on a more sinister and mysterious aspect with various speculative theories and additional details added over the years. The story has been the subject of books, documentaries, and local lore, contributing to its status as a haunting and enduring aspect of Cleveland's history. And like I said, we know who it is and got to go back and listen to the, the the episode because.
1: Yeah, it seemed pretty obvious. If yeah, I remember exactly. And
0: it's just because he his what was it, his dad or his uncle was a higher up or some shit like that, like a, a yeah, lawyer can't. Yeah, I don't remember it was ridiculous.
1: Story, yeah, it was. All right. So now the legend from Ohio. All right. What'd you go
0: with, bro? Satan's Hollow. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This creepy drainage tunnel is often referred to as the Tunnel to Hell and is reportedly a site where Satanists come to sacrifice animals to the devil in a hidden altar room. Although the tunnel is technically private property, it hasn't stopped paranormal enthusiasts from coming to explore it. Videos from those investigations showed satanic symbols painted on walls, strange voices, and growls coming from deep within. And many have claimed to see a demon called the Shadow Man. Oh, that's creepy. I didn't know about this one, dude. So when I was doing the research, I was like, what the fuck is this? Where is that at? Like, it's down south somewhere. And, and I wish I would have put that in here. <laughs> but it's it's down south in Ohio somewhere. But it's it's, it's basically on somebody's private property but people are constantly going there because it's supposed to be the tunnel to hell.
1: I did so pissed off right now,
0: he, dude. If he was smart, get like the just,
1: goddamn drainage tunnel. Just of bitches come I'm, off the of property.
0: If he was smart, I would be charging people. Yeah, right. But
1: like, yeah, it's five bucks. Go ahead and go
0: check it out. See if you hear a demon or whatever.
1: Like <laughs> put, put like a wall up, but you gotta pay to get there. Yeah, like I
0: just made five bucks off your dumbass. You know, whatever. I'd pay. it. <laughs> so now moving on to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, the sooner state, is a tapestry of diverse landscapes sca- uh, stretching from the rolling plains to the ancient mountains. Oklahoma's, uh, oh, oh, damn it. What's their uh, state capital?
1: Uh, Oklahoma City. Damn
0: it. I, I kind of fucked it up because I led into it with that one. Yeah. Right.
1: It is the state capital,
0: so I got to give you that. But that's all you get. And then to, and the, Tulsa is also there, which is a cultural hub. Anchor, a state rich in Native American he- heritage and cowboy lore. The remnants of the historic Route 66 picturesque lakes and the rugged beauty of the Wichita mountains a wildlife refuge contribute to the state's unique charm. Um, the bread twist tie was invented in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The shopping cart was invented in Oklahoma.
1: Well done, Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: And well, hold on. The nation's first parking meter was installed in Oklahoma in 1935.
1: Fuck you, Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And the first Girl Scout cookie was sold in Oklahoma in 1917. All
1: right. You're back in my good. That's what I'm saying.
0: A few well-known individuals from Oklahoma are heartthrob Brad Pitt, the man whose own shadow is afraid of him, Chuck Norris and country crooner garth brooks also the girl scout murderer one infamous murder yes do you know this one i do this case in oklahoma the oklahoma girl scout murders uh it occurred in 1977 so three young girls
1: into doing an episode on that we
0: we were supposed to i don't think we ever touched on it right because it's a fucking crazy case yeah so the three young girls, Lori Farmer, Denise Milner, and uh, Michelle uh, Goose, I want to say it's Goose, were brutally murdered at Camp Scott, News. a scout a camp near Locust Grove, Oklahoma. The victims, who were between the ages of eight and ten, ugh, ugh. were sexually assaulted and killed in their tent during the night.
1: That just makes it way worse, dude. Yeah. Like, it's bad enough you're killing little kids, but when you, oh God.
0: It's just... rough. It's rough. The case gained national uh, attention due to the shocking and tragic nature of the crime. Gene Leroy Hart, a local man with a criminal
1: record.
0: I told you why they do that. Was arrested and charged with the murders. However, the trial resulted in an acquittal for Hart. And the case remains officially unsolved. So we definitely have to jump on this one. Yeah,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: we got to jump on this one. Despite the lack of conviction the tragedy deeply affected the victim's families and community and the Girl Scout organization. The case is often remembered as one of the most haunting and unsolved crimes in Oklahoma history. Now I remember like hearing all about this in like different podcasts talking about it. Yeah. It's it's it's
1: crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah do got it's off still on
1: our list I think here.
0: Well, I mean he he got off because it was all circumstantial evidence and this is 1977 there was no DNA yeah. no. which is weird that they I wonder if they still. I'm sure they still have the DNA. We we gotta we gotta do that episode. So now, th- the legend.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: One well-known urban legend from Oklahoma is the story of the spook light or hornet spook light. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. One. All right. Well, this mysterious light appears along a stretch of road known as the Devil's Promenade near the town of Quapaw in the northeastern part of the state, close to the always Missouri the and Oklahoma
1: border. Always the devil's something.
0: I heard. Uh, I, I saw. It's always,
1: the, it's always the devils something, you know.
0: I saw somebody uh, called uh, the woman's clitoris today. The devil's doorbell.
1: <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> I don't know who posted that, but I, I think I, know it, exactly I think it was Jason about. Hager.
0: I think it was ha- our yeah, buddy yeah. Hager. Oh, it, uh, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, <laughs> the devil's doorbell.
1: <laughs> it's
0: amazing. <laughs> so the spook light is described as a glowing orb or ball of light that hovers or moves along the road. Over the years, there have been numerous reports and various explanations for the light, ranging from supernatural origins to more scientific theories. Some believe it's the spirit of a Quapaw Native American chief searching for his lost tribe, while others attribute it to headlights from a distant car, uh, atmospheric conditions, or reflections from nearby sources. Sound familiar?
1: Yeah, it's either swamp gas or a weather balloon, right? Right. Fuck it.
0: People often visit the area to witness the spook light, and it has become a part of local folklore. While there have been attempts to explain the phenomenon, the spook light continues to be a mysterious and unexplained occurrence. <laughs> Ooh,
1: okay. it's something different, you know. There's a couple other lights, but that's that's yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad.
0: Now we're heading off to good old Oregon. All right, Oregon, also known as the Beaver State, is a haven of natural beauty and cultural diversity. <laughs> I couldn't even get past it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, in the Pacific Northwest, uh, oh <laughs> Portland, the vibrant city known for its eclectic culture and environmental consciousness, stands alongside the state capital, which is.
1: Uh, that's Salem. I know Salem. That Look at this guy. Salem. I know Salem.
0: From the Pacific Ocean's rugged coastline to the Cascade Range's majestic peaks, Oregon's landscapes enchant residents and visitors alike. So now Oregon residents own one quarter of the country's total llama population. Good for them. Cool stat, I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Springfield, Oregon is the real life inspiration for the Simpsons hometown of Springfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He admitted it. He finally admitted it the one time. Yeah.
0: Oregon has a holiday called. This is so awesome. (laughs) They have a holiday called exploding whale day. Okay, exploding whale day. Whale. That's W H A L E. Yes. Each November twelfth, they commemorate the nineteen seventy incident on the coastal town of Florence, Oregon, where a large
1: that was was in Oregon. Yes. Have you ever seen the video? Yes. It's phenomenal. And
0: just shit's just raining down on them. Okay. (laughs) So a large deceased beached whale was stuck on the shore. So good. They didn't know what else to do, so it was filled with explosives and blown to shit. and left a, I'm talking a huge mess everywhere. If you watch the video when this
1: happens,
0: (laughs) this thing goes and you don't hear anything for like, it feels like five minutes and then all of a sudden you hear and just guts and fats and (laughs) sinew are all just falling on top of everybody. Yeah. So they have a day for that now. I thought that was pretty amazing.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: So some famous people from Oklahoma are crazy person, Courtney Love. Uh, Joaquin's older no, brother, in a, River we're Phoenix. Not in Ogla, we're not in Oklahoma anymore. Oh, I, Oregon. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I put Oklahoma in there. So uh, Courtney Love, Joaquin Phoenix, and River Phoenix are from there. And astronaut James Dutton. Oh. Yeah. As what is, well what as... He, what,
1: is, what did he do? He's an astronaut. Yeah. Did he do anything impressive, though? Or is he just, you know... I mean, um, going to space is impressive, but I mean...
0: Have you heard his you know, name like, before?
1: What? No. Then I'm going to say no. All right. Well, then
0: why'd you fucking bring him up? Because he's one of the only few people from there <laughs> <laughs> of notoriety, I guess. Uh, along with the I-5 Killer, also oh, known I, as the I-5 Strangler, really. refers to a series of murders yeah. that occurred alongside the Interstate 5 corridor in California in the 1970s. That perpetrator, Robert uh, Roger Kibb, was later convicted of several murders and is also known as the I-5 Strangler because of the location of his crimes. So that, that, uh, that corridor or that highway goes through yeah. from all the way around. So that's why. Um, So he was responsible for uh, the murders of at least seven women, although the exact number may be higher. The victims were typically young women who were hitchhiking, you know, easy pickings and Kib would offer them rides before assaulting and murdering them. The crimes occurred between 1977 and 1987. His MO involved torturing and strangling his victims. Shocker. He was arrested in 1987 after a surviving victim provided information that led to his capture. In nineteen ninety one, Kibb was convicted of a uh, multiple counts of murder and other charges related to his crimes. He received a it's, it just says a lengthy prison sentence. I don't know. It highlighted the dangers of hip, hitchhiking. Okie dokie. Yeah. And uh especially especially during the time when it, it was like everyone hitchhiked hitchhiked back in the, oh, yeah. the late seventies yeah, and eighties. Yeah. So yeah, piece of shit. So fuck him. And he's gone. So now the legend. Are you ready for this one? Sure. This is the ghost ship of the Columbia River.
1: I believe we covered this. I thought so as well. Because we did a ghost ship episode. Mm -hmm. We talked about all the cool ghost ships. Well,
0: it refers to a mysterious and eerie phenomenon reported by sailors and residents along the Columbia River in the Pacific Northwest. The legend revolves around sightings of a phantom sailing ship that appears on foggy nights, seemingly gliding silently across the water. Description of the ghost ship vary, but it's often said to be an old-style sailing vessel with tattered sails and an otherworldly glow. Witnesses claim that the boat appears suddenly and, the, and then vanishes without a trace, leaving behind an unsettling atmosphere. While there are numerous accounts of the ghost ship of the Columbia River, it's important to note that such stories are generally considered folklore, shocker, or legends. Many believe that the sightings can be attributed to natural phenomenon, optical illusions, or the imagination fueled by the region's maritime history and tales of shipwrecks. Dude, (laughs) it's, it is. Swamp gas. The legend of ghost ships is not uncommon in maritime folklore worldwide. And they often become ingrained in the cultural history of coastal communities. So yeah, I I believe it was there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, why not, man? So now we're moving on to the Keystone state, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. Pennsylvania. So it's a huge state full of history, culture, and diverse landscapes in the northeastern United States. Um, Philadelphia, the birthplace of the nation. Really? And Pittsburgh, a city defined by its industrial past, Anchorage <clears> state. <throat>
1: <Yeah. laughs> boo. Boo.
0: From the, oh, God, the bucolic, bucolic Amish country.
1: Bucolic, yeah.
0: Bucolic yeah, Amish Bukalic. country to the scenic Pocono Mountains. Pennsylvania offers a rich Poconos. blend of urban excitement and natural beauty. And I Poconos mean, it
1: used to be the shit dude. That was like the get destination to get in. Oh yeah. Man was the Pocono. Oh
0: yeah. So now the chocolate capital of the United States yeah, is yeah, obviously yeah. where
1: it's Hershey, baby
0: Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I have been there and I've been to the, uh, their little theme park. They have.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's whatever. Is it chocolatey. <laughs> I mean, you get to go in and like actually go through and like they show you how they make everything and you get to like yeah. they have a shit ton of chocolate. But we went during Christmas time and they had this uh, light display that was so subpar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was like, oh, man, it was. Yeah, it was just it was not good. Um, the first computer was actually uh, it existed in Philadelphia in 1946. Oh. 1946. Okay. All right. The first piano in America was built in Philadelphia as well in 1775. And there was another cool thing that happened in Philadelphia in 1776, and that was the Declaration of Independence being signed.
1: i never heard that one. Oh, you never heard of that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's this thing that kind of made us a country. I don't know if you heard of that or not. No?
1: No. I oh. is, that, is that is that the uh, the crazy tale about the state?
0: Yeah, we, we might have to do a bonus episode on that what uh, that the the
1: declaration of independence oh who are we independent from england i I totally (laughs) missed that story i don't know
0: (laughs) some notable folks from pennsylvania are actor actor kevin bacon the singer pink and the late kobe bryant as well as
1: fucking pennsylvania yeah
0: apparently yeah i didn't know that as well as the frankfurt slasher So the Frankfurt Slasher (laughs) refers to a series of unsolved murders that occurred in the Frankfurt neighborhood of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania during the early 1990s again.
1: The case involves Frankfurt Slasher. The Frankfurt Slasher, It just sounds like... It's a bad name. It it sounds like... I don't know if it's because of the Frankfurt, but it sounds like if you're watching like a bad movie, like a bad slasher movie, they're like, ah, the Frankfurt. That's like just something that they would make up for a movie. You know what I mean? It just sounds fake.
0: That was, it had to have been a local media outlet that didn't have any kind of creativity.
1: That's oh, so bad, yeah, dude. Yeah,
0: that's bad. That's bad. So the case involves a string of brutal killings, predominantly targeting women, and characterized by similarities in the victim's demographics and the methods used in the crimes. The murders started in 1985, and the killer seemed to be active until 1990. Most of the victims were found in vacant buildings, and they had been sexually assaulted, again, shocker, and brutally murdered. The Philadelphia police department investigated the case, but was unable to identify a suspect and the murders still remain unsolved. So now it's important to note that the term Frankfurt slasher is not an official designation, but rather a nickname given to the unknown perpetrator by the media and the public, the lack of resolution in the case and the particularly violent nature of the crimes have contributed to the notoriety of the Frankfurt slasher case. I've never heard of that one either.
1: Me either. That's crazy. We should look into that. Yeah, one too.
0: for sure. So now the legend. Now this one, I I feel like, you know, this one.
1: Okay. So this is,
0: this is the green man. Also known as, also known as Charlie No Face. I, I I don't know this one. No. Well, this is a legendary figure associated with the area around Pittsburgh. Okay. The legend revolves around a man named Raymond Robinson, who suffered a severe electrical accident when he was a child. Raymond Robinson was indeed a real person born in 1910 who reportedly lost his eyes, nose, and an arm after coming into contact with electrical wires while climbing a pole as a kid. As a result of the accident, he was disfigured and had to wear a prosthetic nose. Due to his appearance, Robinson became reclusive and would often take walks at night
1: to avoid attention. I thought you were going to tell me he grew up to be the lead singer in Digital Underground. (laughs) Dodie, be no nose job. Dodie, do no nose job.
0: Uh, Over time, the legend of the Green Man grew, and it was said that he would appear at night, glowing green due to the electrical injuries. Stories of the Green Man became part of local folklore and various urban legends and myths surrounding his nocturnal wanderings. Raymond Robinson passed away in 1985, but his legend lives on in the form of the Green Man stories. It's important to note that while Robinson's disfigurement and reclusive habits were real the supernatural elements attributed to the green man are a part of the local myths and legends that have developed over the years. So again, it's stemming from something true, you know, and because what people were yeah. afraid of him because that, I mean,
1: that crossover thing. Yeah. He, oh, he looks weird now, you know, like
0: get the fuck out of here. Next
1: up, we have Rhode Island.
0: Oh yeah. The island of Rhode, the ocean state. It may be the smallest state in the US, but it's big on charm and history. The capital city is
1: Uh, Rhode Island is Providence. Providence, man. All right. And Newport,
0: known for its gilded age mansions, showcase the state's cultural richness. Uh, Rhode Island's coastline, peppered with sandy shores and picturesque lighthouses, contributes to its unique coastal allure. And when you go there, every house is like a historical house. Every house there. It doesn't matter where you go. It's all historical. So contrary to popular belief, Rhode Island is not located in New York. Just so you guys wait, are aware. Wait, what? <laughs> Apparently there's this, you know how some people say that, what is it? Is it Montana or Wyoming doesn't exist? Wyoming. Yeah. So so those same people, I don't know if it's the same people, but they're still like <laughs> thought that um, Rhode Island is actually part of New York. It's located in New York. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> People are stupid, dude. <laughs> Rhode Island is one of only two states that begin with a double consonant. Oh, can you name the other?
1: One of one of how many states? Two. There's only one other state. Oh, let me hold on a second. That begins a with a consonant? double consonant. Idaho. Fuck yeah, bro. Let's bring it. No, I, I is a vowel. Oh wait, I. <laughs>
0: Fuck. Damn it. You were so sure of it, dude. I was.
1: <laughs> Son of a bitch.
0: All right, right good. Keep let going. Re- good. Let, go let me. Let me. Recruit, we got nothing but time right now. <laughs> do, do,
1: do. Wyoming.
0: Good job, man. Even though it's vowels, it's sometimes Y, but yeah, that's a yeah, consonant. We're, we're gonna say it's a consonant. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, let's see. Rhode Island state motto. Hope their state motto is literally hope It's the shortest of all the states. So smallest state, smallest motto. And
1: that's as, all they could afford to fit on. the flag, <laughs>
0: it, it wouldn't fit in the, the license plates. As most of us know, Rhode Island is, again, the smallest state in the United States. Some famous people from Rhode Island are night court judge and comedian <laughs> Harry Anderson. That's awesome. Actress Mina Suvari and okay. former train alumni H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Along with a huge piece of this shit. Is
1: Rhode Island? Yeah.
0: Awesome. Named Craig Price. Pre- Craig Price is an American convicted serial killer who gained notoriety for committing heinous crimes at a young age. Born in 1973, Price became known as the Warwick Slasher due to a series of murders he committed in Warwick, Rhode Island, during the late 1980s. You see how they kind of... It's just... It's yeah, it's easy. Warwick.
1: It's easy. They just, it's name of place plus slasher right, and slasher. Go.
0: Right. Did he use a knife? Okay. Slasher. Yeah. He's a slasher. So between 1987 and 1989, when Price was a teenager, he murdered four people in his neighborhood, all of whom were women. The victims were Joan Heaton and her two daughters, Jennifer and Melissa, as well as Rebecca Spencer. The crimes were ruthless with the victims being stabbed multiple times. Craig Price was arrested in 1989 at the age of 16 after confessing to the murders. He pleaded guilty to the crimes and was sentenced to prison. Due to his age at the time of the offenses, he could not be tried as an adult and received a juvenile sentence. In 1994, while still incarcerated, Price attacked another inmate, extending his sentence. In subsequent years, he faced additional legal issues re- uh, related to assault and threats made against prison staff. He repeated offenses and lack of remorse. Um, it, it, so he was just a piece of shit. So as of January of 2022, he's still in jail. His case highlights the challenges in dealing with juvenile offenders who commit severe crimes and raises questions about their appropriate handling.
1: If he got a call when he was 16 and he could only get a juvenile sentence, his ass was out of there when he was 18. He could have done two easy years in a juvie and then fucking rolled out with the rest of his life.
0: Well, it depends on the the state laws. Some state laws will say that it'll, it'll roll over until 21. And then at that point, they go in and revisit the case. And then they can determine whether or not you're going to be set free or not. You know, so obviously with them, who knows what the hell they did. It's Rhode Island. They have a very small motto. So, so now (laughs) legend. Okay. We've talked about this one before. Mercy Brown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we have. The Mercy Brown vampire incident refers to a series of events in Exeter, Rhode Island in the late 19th century and is associated with the fear of vampirism. The incident is named after Mercy Lena Brown, one of the individuals involved. In the late 19th century, there was a turbo tuber- <laughs> tu- Why can I not say tuberculosis? There it is. There was a TB outbreak in the New England a- uh, region, and communities were often unable to explain the cause of the disease. So it's
1: always them. tuberculosis. Always. Please.
0: TB shows up in so many of our episodes.
1: Every time. It's
0: bridges and tuberculosis, constantly. <laughs> With a lack of medical understanding, some I communities. Go
1: a shirt. <laughs> that's what it Midnight be. train, bridges, and tuberculosis. Bridges and tuberculosis.
0: That's it. That's all. That's everything we talk yeah. about. Always has that.
1: That's a good one. That should be. We should do a live show, and that'll be the name of the live show. Bridges and tuberculosis. Yeah. Dude, I love it. Let's do
0: that, please. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna write that down. Hold on. <laughs> bridges and tuberculosis. All right, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, the lack of medical understanding, some communities turn to superstition and folks, uh, you know, the beliefs. She's a witch. Exactly. So, in the Brown family, several members succumbed to TB, including Mercy Lena Brown, who died in 1892. After her death, other family members uh, continued to fall sick, and some villagers speculated that the deaths were because of vampirism. The belief was fueled by the misconception that the dead could rise from the grave and spread disease.
1: Yeah, it's totally not because it's super contagious and we all live in a fucking hovel somewhere. Correct. That's not the reason at all. In
0: 1892, with the consent of the family members and under the supervision of a doctor, the bodies of several deceased family members were uh, exhumed, including that of Mercy. The examination revealed natural decomposition, but some villagers were convinced that Mercy was a vampire and that her heart showed signs of vitality. As a misguided attempt to spread or stop the spread of the, the, the disease, Mercy Brown's heart was removed and burned. This act was intended to prevent her from rising as a vampire and harming the living. Today, Seems the Mercy. Bur- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, today, the Mercy Brown vampire incident is often cited as an example of how superstition and fear can influence people's actions during times of crisis and uncertainty. Okay, at least she was dead when they did that there have been she? there have been way worse scenarios where somebody was like still alive and they're like, it well, I mean, look at any of the witch trials. You know what I mean? At least yeah. this poor girl, and I mean it sucks, she died from TB, but at least she was already dead when they were like, No, she it's still beating, I can hear it. It's like, no, you can't, yeah. dude. That's him walking. Like, stop
1: it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now on to South Carolina. <laughs> Oh, you just got it. Uh, before you ask, I know I know that it's Columbia by the way.
0: That's all good job. It's
1: also known as the I know, that's one I know.
0: That's do you know they're, they're 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 uh, they're I guess they're mo- not motto, but they're what they're known as They're aka North
1: Carolina's ass. Uh,
0: uh, no, it's the Palmetto state.
1: Oh yeah.
0: It's a southern gym known for its rich history, vibrant culture, and diverse landscapes. Columbia, of course, the state capital, and Charleston, a historical coastal city, showcase uh, South uh, South Carolina... uh, (laughs) Dude, I'm so tired. I got like four hours of sleep last night. Anyway, they showcase South Carolina's blend of antebellum charm and modern energy. I love it down there. It's amazing. Um, From the scenic Blue Ridge Mountains to the sandy shores of the Atlantic, the state offers a tapestry of experiences.
1: Was it South Carolina... The house of blues in south carolina like the balcony or something off the green rooms like looks over looks like an alligator farm what yeah that's pretty is the sweet house of blues, is it south carolina i don't no, know wait, where's myrtle where's myrtle beach is that north carolina or south carolina i
0: i, I have no idea i've never it's i don't do beaches
1: of, it's the house of blues in myrtle beach i think is that north carolina
0: I don't know. I'm, uh, everyone out there right now will Google it afterwards and we'll know. Don't 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 worry. I got it right now, bro. Yeah, okay. So South Carolina produces more peaches than Georgia.
1: Nope, it is South Carolina. Hey, like, good <laughs> job.
0: Yeah, South Carolina produces more peaches than Georgia. That's crazy. Really? Yep. Charleston is home to one of the oldest trees in the entire country. i think thinking I knew that. And barbecue, of course, was born in South Carolina. Oh. So my hero in Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, soul man, James yeah. Brown, and uh, comedian in Will Smith's punching bag, Chris Rock, are all from South Carolina. <laughs> Along with the South Side Strangler, Donald Pee-wee Gaskins, originally from South oh, Carolina. Oh, yeah,
1: Pee-wee Gaskins. Yeah. Oh, I do Uh Who was it? Some One of them, uh, what was it? Last podcast, maybe, did a fucking episode on him, it was incredible. The dude is a fucking lunatic.
0: It sounds like it. So he had a pretty troubled upbringing marked by poverty and abuse. His criminal activities began with uh, various offenses, but it was in the 1970s that he escalated to serial murder. Gaskin's victims varied in age and gender, and his methods were horrifically diverse, including shootings, drownings, and even a documented case of cannibalism. So he's a peach. Get it? yeah yeah. because peach we talked anyway I'll keep keep I got it bro one of the most chilling aspects of Gaskin's crimes was his lack of a specific victim profile which is scary as fuck yeah when there's
1: when there's no like yeah yeah You because you have nothing to go on it's random
0: that is scarier than anything else out there
1: I feel like if you're gonna be a serial killer that's that's like your best bet for not getting caught you know stay out of the pattern you know well that's well because a lot of them do fall into a pattern that's what get them that's what what i'm saying yeah they get caught because of that so so if you're if you're you know just you know fucking mixing up a little bit
0: (laughs) one of the most chilling aspects of his crimes was again his lack of victim profile making it hard for law enforcement to you know predict or even track his movements he earned the nickname the meanest man in america not only due to the brutality of his acts but also because of his violent reputation in the the criminal underworld. Like, everyone knew who this guy was in the underbelly, you know? Gaskin's eventual arrest and imprisonment didn't halt his criminal endeavors. Behind bars, he murdered another inmate and attempted a mass poisoning that left several prisoners sick but didn't result in fatalities. His willingness to commit violence, even within the confines of a prison, underscored the danger he posed. The detail of Gaskin's crimes marked by a disturbing lack of remorse and a perverse enjoyment of inflicting pain continue to make his case one of the most chilling in South Carolina's criminal history
1: that's crazy yeah dude i yeah, got to check into I remember, that guy I, I, yeah i think it was i know you don't like the last podcast guys but yeah i, I mean was, they're all right i think it was one of i think it was one of theirs they did like a two or three parter on him and it was fucking awesome
0: really yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to dive into him because hes he seems like a, a buttercup. Like, just, oh, just a sweetheart of a guy. Now we head to South Dakota. Yeah.
1: South Dakota.
0: Yeah. yeah. The Mount Rushmore State is a vast expanse of prairies, badlands, and monumental sculptures in the northern United States. The state capital would be... One well, second. I will give you a hint. It is. Oh, oh. Yes,
1: yeah, is it Pierre? It is Pierre. Pierre. Yeah, good job, buddy. Their
0: largest city, as well Sioux Falls, embodies South Dakota's blend of natural wonders and cultural heritage. From the iconic Mount Rushmore to the rugged beauty of Custer State Park, the state is a haven for outdoor enthusiasts. It uh, okay. So South Dakota has more miles of shoreline than Florida
1: oh because all the like lakes and shit yeah that's a pretty wild right weird. yeah
0: harley davidson owners take over south dakota every year for the largest yeah. motorcycle rally in the world that would be sturgis and i actually have a tattoo on my ass from being there in 2000 and 20 uh, <laughs> no i'd have to look at my butt i don't know i don't remember when it was <laughs> More than uh, 1,300 free-roaming bison (laughs) stomp and snort across Custer State Park. So there are still bison roaming out there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's home to the most attractive billion-year-old rocks around. They have billion-year-old rocks that are just hanging out in South Dakota. They're attractive. Apparently, they're they're super hot. Yeah, I don't know. So some famous folks from South Carolina uh, or South Dakota, excuse me, are actress Cheryl Ladd. Anchor band, Tom uh, Tom Brokaw, and big bad wrestler dummy, Brock Lesnar, as well as a guy by the name of Ronald Johnson. Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson. South Dakota does not have a notorious serial killer in its history. The state's communities have largely been spared from the grim shadows cast. Well, there's not a lot of people out there either. Uh, Shadows by such figures. I think it would make it easier. One of the most high-profile murders in the state was that of Ronald R. J. Johnson. He was a 63-year-old correctional officer at the South Dakota State Penitentiary in Sioux Falls. His murder occurred on April 12 of 2011 during an escape attempt by inmates Eric Robert and Rodney Burgett or Burgett, I don't know. The uh, the two inmates attacked Officer Johnson in the prison's fabric shop, subduing him with a metal pipe. They then covered his head in plastic wrap, leading to his death by asphyxiation.
1: Oh, that's fucked up. And it's
0: super fucked. The murder shocked the community and raised concerns about prison security and safety of correctional officers. Eric Roberts was quickly recaptured after the uh, failed escape, while Rodney Burgett, or whatever his name was, was captured later. Both men faced charges related to the murder, and the case highlighted the challenges and risks faced by those working in the uh, the correction system. The incident also sparked debates about the death penalty as Eric Robert was uh, sentenced to death, becoming the first person in South Dakota to be executed in over 60 years when uh, he was put to death in 2012.
1: That's what you get for fucking with a corrections officer, I guess. 60 years. So 2012. Why would you? Why? why like, I, I don't understand the prison break concept. Like, where the fuck do you think you're going to go? Well, like they, everybody's gonna be looking for you. Remember, you can't do shit. They're criminals. They're, they, they, they're not the most bright individuals in the world. I know, but even it just doesn't make sense. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do, man? Like, yeah. where are you gonna go? <laughs> but, Unless you just get <laughs> Alcatraz, dude. You're gonna get. You're gonna get busted. Well,
0: there that you? guy got a first ride ticket to like the gas chamber. So, you know, that's what I'm
1: saying. Well, that's where you're going. And plus, like, why did you have to kill the guy? He was yeah. fucking sixty some years old. Yeah, that's bullshit. In, like two but... more years. That's a classic cop movie. Like, oh, I fucking retire tomorrow. uh, (laughs) Oh, man, I'm I'm retired next week. (laughs) And then like the worst
0: shit happens. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Uh, All right. So now the legend. When the first Native Americans visited the location, they named it Sika or Shika. I'm sorry, meaning evil or bad. Numerous Sioux legends recall mysterious happenings there. The local Dakota believed this is to be, uh, to be the reason for the red-tinted water that gushed out of the springs in Sheka Hollow. Actually, it was most likely the result of minerals in the water, but the natives believed to be the blood and flesh of their fallen ancestors. When white settlers yeah. first stumbled upon Sheka Hollow and the hills surrounding it, many of the fears of the supernatural were spread from the Dakota to them. The first white man to make his home near what would one day become Sheka Hollow State Park was named Robert Roy? Roy? ROI. i I'm assuming it's Roy, yeah, in, in the probably. 1840s. Finding the location to be ideal due to the abundant game, he soon made his home in a deep ravine. The local Indians thought Roy crazy for living in an area that would not dare, uh, they, they would not go to, much less make their home. Numerous people also disappeared in Hollow in the 1970s, further expanding the mysteries surrounding the area. So that's theirs. They don't have very many serial killers or at all, and their legends are kind of, you know, whatevs yeah, yeah. I mean. so now on to tennessee <laughs> tennessee known as the volunteer state is a musical and cultural powerhouse in the southeastern united states um the capital would be
1: it's nash nashville right yes it is okay. i always think i always feel like tennessee is one of those states that like it's just too obvious that yeah it's nashville. yeah it throws like, you off it? yeah <laughs> It's a
0: it's a hub for country music and Memphis, the birth pl- birthplace of blues and rock and roll contribute to the state's rich artistic tapestry from the rolling hills, the Appalachians to the mighty Mississippi River. Tennessee offers a blend of natural beauty and vibrant urban life. So now Tennessee is tied for the state with the most borders.
1: OK, OK.
0: How many borders? Who's the other state? That has a
1: bunch of borders? Uh-huh. Uh, I'll say maybe Colorado? Ah. Uh, or it's one of the little tiny East Coast fucking ones. It's There's like 30 of them in the area.
0: It's actually Missouri. Missouri, okay. Each one of them border eight different states.
1: Holy fuck, really? Missouri does? Yeah.
0: Tennessee borders Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi.
1: Good. Well, Tennessee makes sense cuz it's long as dick.
0: Yeah. So they just it, it could be just a little corner too, that you know oh, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. A Tennessee lake was actually created by an earthquake. That's kind of cool. Oh. Kingston okay. was the state capital for one day. <laughs> Seems pretty insignificant. Good job, guys. <laughs> Very Yay, well you did it. Um, Tennessee has 10 different state songs. And okay. the best one out of them all, Tennessee is the birthplace of the tow truck. Really? Yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. The tow truck. Yeah. Tow right. Mater. Okay. Yeah. So some notable people from Tennessee are Morgan Freeman, you know, Andy Dufresne, singer okay. Dolly Parton, and pioneer yeah. Davy Crockett.
1: Davy Crockett.
0: Along with uh, oh, this name, oh boy. I, I think it's Micajah. It's M-I-C-A-J-A-H. Micajah? M-I-C-A-J-A, Micaja, I or Micaiah? Micaja, Micaja. And Wiles Harp. Since for, uh, forensic science in the 1700s wasn't exactly what it is now, it's hard to confirm these guys were actually American uh, America's first serial killers. But folklore gives them the nefarious claim. A pair of brothers who roamed Tennessee, Kentucky, and Illinois, they killed indiscriminately, often filling the bodies with rocks and then dumping them in the river. Filling the bodies with rocks. Ew. Yeah. They butchered anyone at the slightest provocation, even babies. The harps are are credited with having confessed and confirmed to killing 39 people. That's confessed to and confirmed. An estimated combined total, including unknown murders of more than 50 victims. Um, Makija or Makaya, the elder uh, or big harp, was allegedly killed and his head was stuck on a post somewhere near Harp's Head intersection. It's called Harp's Head intersection, which is freaking amazing uh, in Webster uh, County, Kentucky, while the (laughs) younger little harp was apprehended and executed by hanging in 1804. I want to dive further into that because I've never heard heard of that, dude. Yeah, I've never heard heard of that either. So now the urban legend now, when I first read this, I thought this was something that we've already discussed and kind of done. Um, okay.
1: It's the Bell Witch. I know we were going to do one. I, I think we've talked about it, but we've never done. It. I don't think we've done an episode on it. But we did Bella in the Witch Elm,
0: right? I believe so. Right, we did do that episode. So this, uh, the Bell Witch, is a legendary and infamous ghost story that originated I, yeah, in I've the, heard of this one yeah. in, uh, in the early nineteenth century in Adams, Tennessee. The legend centers around the Bell family and their purported encounters with an evil supernatural entity, often called the Bell Witch. The story centers on John Bell and his family who began experiencing strange and unsettling phenomena in their home in 1817. The disturbances reportedly included unexplained noises, physical attacks on family members, and the vocalization of uh, of an unseen entity that claimed to be a witch and identified itself as Kate Batts or Kate the Bell Witch, according to legend, exhibited a range of supernatural abilities, including clairvoyance, the ability to mimic voices, and a deep knowledge of the Bell family's personal lives. The haunting continued for several years, intensifying over time. The legend gained widespread attention, and it was documented in various historical accounts and books. One of the most well-known sources is The Authenticated History of the Bell Witch by M.V. Ingram from 1894. The Bell Witch legend has become a significant part of Tennessee folklore and the alleged haunting is often cited as the most famous poltergeist case in American history. While the historical accuracy of the events is debated, the, uh, the Bell Witch story remains a compelling and enduring tale in American folklore. I, again, I don't know why I've never heard of that before. or Maybe I have, and I just I, never thought I about it.
1: I definitely have. You, I think that that's actually on our list of stuff to do too.
0: Okay, we So we got to do that one for sure because that's crazy. Yeah. Now we're moving to Texas. That's right. The Lone Star State. It's a vast, diverse expanse in the southern United States, known for its rich history, cowboy culture, and wide open spaces. State capital would be known as? Uh, Austin. Good job. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. And a music mecca and Houston, a bustling urban hub exemplify the state's eclectic spirit from the deserts of West Texas to the lush landscapes of the hill country. Texas offers a blend of natural wonders and a dynamic city life. So uh, the Republic of Texas was actually its own country for a minute. Yep. Yep. So country or Texas, that state that the, the big one down south folks. Yeah, it was its own country
1: the red white fucking gigantic yeah it, it's, it should be its own country sort of god dude, it's ridiculous ginormous when you drive when you drive across like the thickest part of texas it takes three days dude i remember i just remember like when we were on tour we like we hit texas and it was like i don't know what time it was but we we're driving and i'm like fucking i dozed off right i woke up like six hours later we're still in texas and then I dozed off again. I woke up like six hours later. We're still fucking in Texas. Yep. And then I woke up like another six hours later and it was like, I think we we're just getting out of it. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Yep. Every time you wake up, you're still fucking in Texas.
1: It's terrible. <laughs> it's so, it's so bad. Dude. And it's
0: so like, it's like just so widespread and flat. Like the whole yeah, state is yeah. just flat. Yeah. Uh, but I do love it down there. Like Austin's amazing. I love Dallas. Houston's cool. Like you, you guys got some cool spots down there. I will give you that much.
1: So the yeah, red, white, it's and it's weird, like driving through too, because it's like nothing, 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 and then just giant city. Yep, and then like that's, nothing, that's, nothing, that's, nothing, and then like giant city. That's Texas. Yep.
0: So the red, white, and blue of Texas's flag should look very familiar because uh, I mean it's damn near similar to ours. That's kind of what they did. North America's most populous bat colony is located in Texas. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> that's a weird, <laughs> weird one. And the state capitol building in Austin is taller. In the U.S. Capitol building.
1: Okay. They always you have to
0: outdo what? everything because they want to be their own country. They've always wanted yeah, to be their own country.
1: Did you know that, you know, uh, Louisiana has the tallest state Capitol building in the country? Do they really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure it's Louisiana. <laughs> <I'm> pretty sure. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's Louisiana. Okay. So Queen B Beyonce...
0: Actor Woody Harrelson and country oh. music icon Willie Nelson all hail from Texas, along yeah. with a great big fucking piece of shit named Dean Coral. And we've talked about oh, Dean Corll.
1: Yes. yes. He
0: was the owner of a Texas candy company who cruised around yeah. for victims, mostly teenagers, in an Ecoline van. That's a Ford.
1: His spree Eco ended line. when... Uh, huh? Ecoline. Or is it Econoline? It was probably Econoline, and they misspelled it. Econoline's like their new shit. Yeah, Econoline. Yeah, which is still a Ford.
0: So his uh, spree ended when one of his accomplices, uh, the accomplices, the young kid, fatally shot him in the chest and provided authorities oh, yeah. with the gruesome details of almost thirty murders. Did he ab- we do
1: an episode on this guy?
0: We did. Yeah, he abducted. We actually did this for a. Uh, we did this. It was the Candyman episode. No. We talked about the Candyman folklore like the oh, right. And, and we then, brought the Candyman yes. into it. Yeah, because right. that's what he was known as. Yeah, yeah, he abducted, raped, tortured and murdered a minimum of 28 boys in a series of killings spanning from 1970 to 1973 in Houston, Texas. At the time of their discovery, the, the Houston mass murders were considered the worst example of serial murder in American history. Coral was known to have retained keepsakes from his victims. To date, 27 of Coral's known victims have been identified, and the identity of a 28th victim whose body has never been found is conclusively known. All of these victims have been killed by either shooting, strangulation, or a combination of both. Ugh. So, like, this dude, it's it's like they've inequivocably, in, in, they've proven <laughs> that he's done this. Like, he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. So now in Texas, well, they're number one legend out there. It's the chupacabra. So it's the chupacabra. Okay. The chupacabra, a mythical creature said to drain the blood of livestock has left its mark on Texas folklore. And we've talked about the chupacabra reports of this mysterious and elusive creature have circulated in the South and uh, South Texas and beyond with descriptions ranging from a reptilian creature to a more canine like form the legend of the Chupacabra adds a touch of the supernatural to the vast landscapes of the Lone Star State, and what they say, like it basically, it was like a, a wolf with mange, is what they kind of determined with the yeah. like the picture yeah. they have out like there a coyote is. Coyote or something. Yeah. yeah. Next up, we have Utah. Utah. Utah, also known as the Beehive State, is a land of striking natural beauty and religious significance in the Western United
1: States. The state capital is. Uh, the only city I really know is Salt Lake City, so I guess I'm going with that. It would be the, <laughs> yep. I know that, and I know what Provo is Utah, but yep. that's not the state capital.
0: It's the center of Mormon faith in Park City, a mon- uh, mountainous retreat, showcase uh, Utah's unique blend of spirituality and outdoor recreation. From the Red Rock formations of Zion National Park to the pristine slopes of the West, uh, Wessach, Wessach, Range? I don't know. W a s a t a t c h, I think it's pronounced Wasatch. Wasatch, okay. Utah offers diverse landscapes. So Utah is where you can find one of those, the heaviest organisms on Earth, the trembling giant or pando. What? Any idea what this might be? Absolutely not. Well, uh, it's in the Fish Lake National Forest, and it's it's made up of 47,000 genetically identical trees that share one single root system.
1: No shit.
0: Yep. So in addition to being notably massive, it also it's also among the uh, oldest organism on earth. It's been alive for almost, for more than 80,000 years. Jesus Christ, dude, that's incredible. Yeah, 47,000 genetically identical trees sharing one root system.
1: That's crazy.
0: Dude. That is insane. Then you have the Bonneville Salt Flats. They comprise 30,000 acres of desolate, densely packed salt pan. 30,000 acres. The exact opposite? Yeah, just salt. Just barren salt. The
1: exact opposite of the fucking tree. Yeah, like I can taste that place right now. Like... In 1847,
0: seagulls helped save the lives of pioneers by consuming swarms of crickets that threatened to wipe out their crops. Oh, nice. From Utah, we have actress Roseanne Barr. Mr. Diabetes himself, Wilford Brimley. And, ooh, piece of candy, actor James Woods. (laughs) Also, Robert Joseph Silveria. Silveria's killings were dramatically done in Utah. He spent uh, from 1981 to 1996 riding the nation's freight trains as part of the Criminal Brotherhood Freight Train Riders of America. Again, 81 to 96, dude.
1: Freight Train Riders of America? Mm Mm-hmm. This was a a criminal organization, (laughs) a criminal underworld brotherhood. He
0: was also known as Sidetrack. I got to look into that. His 28 victims, mostly fellow transients, met their fate in many states, but Utah was chief among them. Silveria was arrested in March of 1996 and had confessed to murdering the 28 people. He is currently serving on his life sentences in Wyoming. Yeah, we definitely got to touch on that one. Cause that's that's I've heard of that one before, but never really dove into it too far.
1: A train, a train, a criminal underworld of train, the rides, freight dude. train riders of America. <laughs> I don't know how serious I could take <laughs> it. I mean, it's a pretty generic name, but whatever. Picture like a bunch of dudes with those stupid like conductor hats on, <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> L- go.
0: Like the little kids that get the, the, the wings <laughs> on a plane.
1: <laughs> they get
0: like a little train on a conductor's hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Dude, okay. What are you going to do? Go like rob a grain car? What the uh, fuck? Yeah. So now we have the legend. The Bear
0: Lake Monster is a legendary creature said to inhabit Bear Lake, which straddles the border of Utah and Idaho in the U.S. Descriptions of the creature vary, but it's often depicted as a large serpent-like or dragon-like creature with some accounts suggesting a length of 40 to 50 feet. Jeez. Yeah. So the legend of Bear Lake Monster has its roots in Native American folklore, with various tribes in the region having stories about a lake-dwelling creature. The legend gained popularity in the late 19th century when settlers in the area began reporting sightings of a mysterious creature in Bear Lake. One of the earliest and most well-known accounts of the Bear Lake Monster was published in the Desert News in 1868. Describing... Yeah, it's got to be real, right? Yeah. describing a large creature with a head resembling that of an alligator or dragon. The story okay. sparked public interest and additional reports and sightings followed over the years. While the bear lake monster is famous as a famous local legend, there is no scientific evidence supporting the existence of any creature <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Many believe that the legend may have originated as a way to attract tourists to the area. Regardless of the origins, the bear lake monster remains a part of its folklore and history of the bear lake region and is often celebrated in local events and festivals like everybody does like mothman mothman has his own festival you know yeah so moving on now we're going back to a place that we mentioned earlier that's vermont oh yeah vermont the green mountain state it's a picturesque pick pick god i can't even talk picturesque (laughs) haven in the north Eastern United States known for its rural charm covered bridges oh. Yeah, there's those damn bridges again bridges tuberculosis and vibrant autumn foliage <laughs> <laughs> the state capital is oh fuck Vermont
1: yeah this one's this one's tough shit nope it's, it's, Not fucking, it's a stupid ass name isn't it uh, f- fuck dude I don't know it's something with an M it is something with an M. And it, it's kind of
0: like I mountain. I can't remember, dude. It's kind of like mountain. Remember. What? It's Montpelier.
1: Oh, God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Burlington nestled on the shores of Lake Champlain exemplify Vermont's unique
1: blend of natural oh, beauty and small town. They got, they got, they got a champ up there, don't they?
0: Yeah, that's where I took uh, Riley because remember he was moving.
1: Yeah.
0: And we went up there and he like didn't get the job and we had to come right back. <laughs> yeah, Vermont offers a serene escape from the. I mean, Ver- it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny now. It wasn't then. I was pissed. Uh, a, a serene escape from the verdant green mountains to the quaint villages. So the capital of Vermont again is Montpelier, the smallest state capital. Oh, you're fucking rubbing that
1: one in. The one that I miss. You're rubbing that shit in, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> See how many times you can cram the name Montpelier.
0: In oh, Canada, every okay. second I get. So it's the smallest state capital in the U.S and the only state capital without a McDonald's restaurant in it wow <laughs> okay like what the vermont state house's dome is covered in real gold leaf and in oh, its wow. floors visitors can discover real fossils from vermont's own fossil reef chazy reef at the uh, isle Lam- uh, lamotte i believe it's called yeah okay so some famous peeps from vermont are crazy as fuck actor randy Quaid. Former Presidents presidents Chester A. Arthur and Calvin Coolidge and the Connecticut River Valley Killer. Okay. So the Connecticut River Valley Killer is an unidentified serial killer believed to have been active in the 70s and 80s. The killer is suspected of committing a series of unsolved murders in the Connecticut River Valley, which spans parts of the New Hampshire and Vermont. The uh, the victims associated with this case include, uh, let's see, there was Kathy Milliken, who was murdered in August of 1978. Mary Elizabeth uh, Critchley. She disappeared in August of 1978. Uh, her body was found in unity in New Hampshire. Uh, Bernice Cordomanch murdered on May 30th of 1984. Ellen Freed or fried uh, murdered on uh, July 20th of 1984. So the, the Connecticut River Valley killer, it still remains unsolved and the identity. Of oh, the they not Okay. They don't no know. idea.
1: I was going to say, uh, did I miss that? Cause I don't remember. Yeah.
0: So the crime share similarities, such as the victim's gender and the locations of the attacks, leading investigators to suspect a single perpetrator. However, the lack of clear evidence and the passage of time have made solving the case challenging. Various theories and suspects have been considered over the years. But as the knowledge right now, the cutoff is uh, January 2022. Um, It's just completely unidentified, like nothing in there. It's cold case as shit.
1: That's crazy. Man. Yeah, I've never I heard of that one I either. Ever heard, I, say, I can't believe we haven't heard of some yeah. of these. So now the legend,
0: the Bennington Triangle. Okay. Every place has a fucking triangle. Yeah. The Bennington Triangle refers to an area in southwestern Vermont uh, where a series of mysterious disappearances occurred between the late 1940s and early 1950s. The term Bennington Triangle was coined by author Joseph A. Citro to uh, describe the region which has become the, uh, the subject of various urban legends and paranormal theories. The disappearances that are often associated with the Bennington Triangle include Paula Weldon, an 18-year-old college student who disappeared from there while hiking. James E. Tetford, a 68-year-old man who went missing on December of 1949. Um, he was on a bus and for some reason during a rest stop just kind of like they never saw him again. Huh. Paula Jean Whedon, uh, or Weldon, excuse me, a six-year-old girl who disappeared in October of 1950 while on a family hike. Frida Langer, a 53-year-old woman who went missing on October of 1950 while hiking again. And Mitty Rivers, an experienced hunting guide who disappeared on November 12th of 1945. All of this in the same area.
1: Huh.
0: So while these cases are intriguing, it's important to note that there is no concrete evidence linking the d- disappearances. And some of them may have more plausible explanations, such as getting lost in the wilderness or you're 63 years old or 68 years old got off at a bus stop and, huh? you know what I mean? Yeah. Off, eh? So, so that's that one there for, uh, for Vermont. Now we're heading off to Virginia, the Virginia. old dominion state. It's a yeah. historical and culturally rich region in the Southeastern United States. The state capital is uh, Virginia is
1: r- Richmond, Richmond. Good job. I always remember because of, uh, have you ever seen the movie? Almost heroes. Uh, with, uh, 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 was, uh Chris like Farley, Chris Farley's last movie. Yeah. With, um, um what the hell's his name? Um, the other guy that just died. Yeah. yeah. The other guy that just died. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it was not a great movie. There's a part in there where the one guy, oh, it's great. I love it. It's oh my fantastic. god. It's, I mean, it's uh, something. It's something. There's there's a part where the one guy's like, "Might you have relatives in the Richmond, Virginia?" I always remember. And that's how you know that. It is. Well, whatever it takes, buddy. Whatever that's it takes. One of those things, yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> Virginia offers a tapestry of landscapes from the rolling hills of the Piedmont to the coastal plains. Did you know that it is illegal to tickle women in Virginia? Fantastic. <laughs> the first actual Thanksgiving happened in Virginia. Okay. Yep. And Virginia was one at one point in time divided into shires instead
1: of counties. No shit. Yeah, they had shires. I really wish they would have kept that. Yeah, that would be cool. So that, they, that would give uh, Louisiana because they have parishes. The parishes, yeah. Counties. And then they would have competition for stupidest shit. In the <laughs>
0: So singer Ella Fitzgerald, some guy uh, named George Washington and actor Rob Lowe are all from Virginia, along with Hmm. the Colonial Parkway Killer. The Colonial Parkway Killer is an unidentified serial killer believed to be responsible for a series of murders along the Colonial Parkway in Virginia between 1986 and 1989. The victims, all of whom were couples, were found in or near their vehicles along the parkway. The cases remain unsolved, and the killer's identity is completely unknown. The known victims of the Colonial Parkway killer include Kathleen Thomas and Rebecca Dosky, David Knobling and Robin Edwards, and Cassandra Haley and Richard Call. Knobling. Knobling, yeah. It could be Knobling, but I doubt it. So the killer is believed to have targeted couples in secluded areas along the parkway with the crimes displaying a pattern of abduction and murder. The investigation has faced numerous challenges, and despite efforts by law enforcement, the identity of the Colonial Parkway killer remains elusive. That's crazy. Yeah. Again, another one I've never heard of. So now the when legend. Was it,
1: when, when was that from? When, when was that going down? Uh, late
0: 80s, like uh, 80, late 80s? 87, like 89. A three year
1: span or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So the legend here, the bunny man. I've heard of this. Okay. It's an urban legend that originated in Fairfax you County.
1: We may have talked about this.
0: I don't remember us talking about this one.
1: Maybe, like, maybe I was going to do that. And, and, yeah.
0: Like, I remember, you know, I remember most of these, but this one, I'm just like, I don't know this one. Like, I, it's weird. So it originated in Fairfax County in Virginia in the early 1970s. According to the legend, a man dressed in a bunny costume is said to wield an axe and terrorize people in the area, particularly around a Colchester overpass or Bunnyman bridge.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, there's, like, there's a fucking bridge involved. Yeah, it? again, another bridge. Where's the TV?
0: The story has several variations, but one common version involves an escaped mental patient who, after a bus crash, began living in the woods near the overpass, donning a yeah. bunny suit and attacking anyone who crossed his path. Seems reasonable. <laughs> fucking Frank the Bunny out here murdering people. Some versions claim that he leaves behind evidence of his presence, such as a skinned rabbit hanging from trees. Well, yeah. Okay. I've never heard of this, dude. What the fuck? I have. I've heard of that. Oh, we got to do this one. It's essential to note that there is no credible evidence to support the existence of a real bunny man or any incidences uh, or incidents related to the subject. The bunny man legend has become more of a local folk uh, folklore and spooky tale told around Halloween rather than an actual documented case.
1: I like. The f- I like that they feel the need to put the. I know, I know.
0: I know. I, I. I'm not even going to read those for any anymore. It ruins it for me. <laughs>
1: Next up, we have Washington, the state, Washington. not D.C. Washington State, not D.C. Not D.C.,
0: yes. Okay. So also known as the Evergreen State is a diverse and stunning region in the Pacific Northwest, known for its lush landscapes, vibrant cities, and technological innovation. The state
1: capital. Uh, Washington is Olympia. Oh, uh, Again, damn, dude. All right. I know that because of a rant I told. All-
0: because for rancid song, a is, it's associated. however you is that, associate it, dude, how, it's working.
1: That's how I remember it. I'm like, oh yeah, because Olivia. You know,
0: <laughs> and Seattle, a bustling <laughs> metropolis, exemplify Washington's unique blend of nature and urban life. From the it's towering Seattle's,
1: peaks, uh, I, going downhill these days. Is it really?
0: I, I've, I I've I've heard. been out there, but I've never like spent time out there.
1: I will say I think I've I think I've only made it out there once, maybe twice. Yeah, on, on like tours because like we never really went out that far.
0: From the towering peaks of the Cascade Range to the rugged coastline of the Pacific Ocean, Washington offers a captivating range of environments. So now, did you know that more than 75% of the
1: country's hops for, like, beer are grown in Washington? I actually think I did know that, to be honest with you. That's crazy. I feel like I knew that stat for some reason. Washington is known for its UFO sightings. They have
0: a lot out there. Yeah. The world's largest freezer is located in Richland, Washington. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Along with the world's longest floating bridge. Really? Yeah. It's in Washington. The World's longest. Okay. Yeah. Some famous folks from Washington are crooner Bing Crosby, iconic guitarist, Jimi Hendrix, which I had no idea he was from freaking Washington. I did not know that either. And Bruce Lee.
1: Bruce Lee?
0: (laughs) Yeah along with a great big old steaming pile of shit named gary ridgeway oh also known ridgeway. as the green river killer
1: who's he was from he was from washington
0: yeah that's where he did all his shit dude he's an american serial killer who can who was convicted of murdering numerous women in the 1980s and 1990s which i'm pretty sure that number was like right around the 40s
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
0: His crimes primarily took place in the state of Washington, with the majority of his victims being young women involved in prostitution. Almost all of them were. Ridgway earned the moniker Green River Killer because some of the uh, early victims were found near the Green River in Washington. He targeted vulnerable, vulnerable women, many of whom were engaged in sex work, making it easier for him to approach and victimize them. He was eventually captured in 2001 and later confessed to the, oh, here it is, the 49 murders of women although the actual number of his victims may be a lot higher and they say it may be like upwards like close to like a hundred
1: that's what i thought
0: dude but but here's here's my problem with those like those speculative numbers these guys love to brag and love yeah. to once they get caught they want to confess because this is another yeah. guy that was like toying with cops and everything else they want to confess. Why not confess to all of them? If you're at 49, what the fu- it, it could be 49 or fucking 4900. At that point in time, you're going, you're you're done no matter what. Yeah. So when they sit there and speculate, oh, it could be over, up to a hundred, but he didn't confess to a hundred. He confessed to 49, right. you know? Right. So I feel like that speculative number is just bullshit. And I, that's like media and shit. Sorry. I'm on yeah. a rant. Sorry. Uh, again. So he pled guilty to 48 counts of aggravated first degree murder And was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. He cooperated with, yeah. He he provided details about his crimes and helped them locate the remains of a lot of his victims, so they knew he wasn't fucking around. Yeah. And a lot of people said that he was like actually like he was like really aloof, but he wasn't like a he was actually kind of cordial when they talked to him. Yeah. You know? know. Yeah, dude, dude, he's he had a he he blamed that. his mommy like everybody else oh, does, yeah. and yeah. yeah, he's just yeah, whatever. So now the legend, the Pacific Northwest tree octopus, <laughs> what is a tree octopus is a whimsical and fictional creature that has become a tongue-in-cheek urban legend. According to the humorous narrative, the elusive oh, ar, 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 arboreal, I guess arboreal, I, arboreal, yeah, arboreal, meaning tree, yeah. right? Right. Yep. The octopus inhabits the forests of the Pacific Northwest. Many arboreal enthusiasts have spotted the tree octopus, but has somehow evaded capture thus far. You, you, oh, yeah, somehow. <laughs> but it literally says at the end of this, you could be the one to catch one on a visit to Washington State. Oh
1: shit, dude! Finally. <laughs> let's let's fucking go, dude. Let's do it. Next up, we've got let's fucking do it, West
0: Virginia, baby. <laughs> The mountain state, land of rolling hills, Appalachian culture, and outdoor—it's Appalachian, by the way—and outdoor beauty in the eastern United States. Uh, the state capital—that's
1: where—that's where you're from. Are you from fucking absolutely fucking lutely, yeah. I am.
0: Yeah. What's the state capital over there? Uh, Charles, Charleston. Yeah. Good job. Morgantown, home to West Virginia University, showcases the state's mix of history and education, which. I don't often hear West Virginia being even the, the education in West Virginia. Don't go hand in hand. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and they have a lot of good schools there. Too. I mean, they've got, uh, what is it? They've got uh Marshall Marshall university. They've got Morgantown.
1: West Ver- Marshall's in West Virginia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's in, um, uh, Huntington. I didn't know that. Yep. West Virginia offers a unique and often serene landscape from the rugged peaks of the Allegheny Mountains to the Wyoming River. It's pretty nice down there, though. I love it. Dude, I just got back there from, uh, I was down there last weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got to go hang out with the old man and my aunt, and man, she is a cornucopia of family history, dude. Like, we made her day, because I took... There's always, dude, there's always one. Oh, she loves it. And she's got to be 75, maybe almost 80. And so I took um, the oldest and the youngest with me. Okay. So 28 year old and 16 year old took them down there with me and we're sitting there and we're talking to her and she just, it made her day to just go through and start talking. I do that, but I learned shit that I didn't even know. I found out that my yeah. grandfather was a coal miner that they used to send him underneath these, like they would dig these like um, small little, like two foot um, pathways into the coal mines. Uh, and he would be the guy that would have to crawl. I'm talking, I, I don't know how many damn feet, like 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 hundreds of feet into it to attach the wires to the dynamite.
1: <laughs>
0: and then back out of these freaking holes or whatever so they can freaking... Yeah,
1: fuck that, dude. I had
0: no idea. Now it makes sense why he was such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up rough, man. So the first Mother's Day was in West Virginia. The Golden Delicious Apple was discovered here. In fact, yeah. I just showed my uh, my children the sign that says where it was actually found, like the first tree was discovered or whatever. And yeah, yeah. our family were the ones to find that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was the Mullins family. And that was my, my grandmother's maiden name. The Golden wow. Delicious, yeah. Uh, West nice. Virginia was the 35th state. The first rural free delivery program began in West Virginia. And New River Gorge National Park... <laughs> I don't understand this. It says New River Gorge National Park is in quotes new.
1: The fuck does that mean? It's like probably they probably just made a national park recently or something. Oh, okay. I
0: guess some notable people, other than myself from West Virginia, are Don Knotts,
1: Steve Harvey. Okay.
0: Which is that baffled me right there, and wide receiver Randy Moss
1: any fucking mom yeah
0: as well as a huge piece of shit named joseph paul franklin probably best known as the guy who shot larry flint his actual murders are far Uh, more disturbing than the attempted uh, one you know who i'm talking about right
1: yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: if you guys don't know who larry flint in he flint is he was the basically owned uh uh was a hustler right yeah yeah the the skin mag largely because they were racially motivated yeah this guy was a racist piece of shit Diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, Franklin killed two young women in West Virginia. Yes, yeah, schizophrenic. Uh, he killed uh, two young women in West Virginia after. Utah
1: so frantic. It's all over my bullets and everything. <laughs> it's all over my bullets and everything.
0: <laughs> so after one of these girls admitted to having a black boyfriend, he fucking oh, murdered her. Just straight oh, up murdered her.
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah, as well as another of just a bunch of victims from Utah and Ohio. He also oh, attempted to kill civil civil rights activist Vernon Jordan Jr. A crime he was acquitted of but later confessed to. He was con- <laughs> convicted of several murders and was given six life sentences as well as the death sentence. He was executed bye-bye in 2013. Des- no shit. Despite Larry Flint, the guy he shot and like made yeah. paralyzed, yeah. Larry Flint tried to like plead for him to get clemency to not be uh no executed. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. The legend. Well, fucking A, it's Sam Socks.
1: I was going to bring up Sam Socks.
0: Now, everyone knows Mothman and all that other stuff, but if you want to travel back to the beginning of our journey and (laughs) listen to the episode we did way back in the day, we can talk about... (laughs) Sam socks. Okay. I just so have, uh, you know, happened to grow up in the hills of West Virginia. So that is my legend. And a lot of people don't know about it, but my family does. And I can remember my aunt and my grandmother when I was young, sitting in the kitchen, not, I wasn't even, they didn't know I was in the room or weren't talking to me. They were talking to each other and they were discussing how my aunt, when she was younger was out picking mulberries and it was like dusk. So it was still light outside, but getting dark. And all of a sudden she just, hears something. She looks over and she sees right in the field, she sees this cat-looking creature with red glowing eyes. And it was floating. It had no legs. (laughs) And next thing you know, everyone just started calling it Sam Socks for some reason. And we were sitting on the porch of my Aunt Mary, the one who was just telling us all the the historical shit here recently. We were sitting on her front porch one day and up in the mountains or right behind, because it's literally in the mountains like where my family's from. It's, It's in a holler, but in the top of a mountain. And uh, I mean, like you look up either way, it's just mountains, right? And all of a sudden they're sitting there and we start talking about it and you heard, no, we were talking about something else. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden you heard (laughs) up in the mountains and my aunt just goes, there's Sam Socks. And I (sighs) shit my damn pants. (laughs) I was like, I'm going in the house. I'm watching TV. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just going, I'm gone. And of course, I'm sure she was fucking with me. But yes, go back and listen. We've talked about Sam Socks quite a few times. It's probably a fucking mountain lion. It was probably a mountain lion. So now on to Wisconsin, also known as the Badger State. Wisconsin. It is the land of dairy farms, great lakes, and vibrant cities in the northern United States. The state capital of?
1: Wisconsin. (laughs) That would be the state, but. I know, because the way you made it, whatever, forget it. (laughs) I knew what I was doing in my own head. Made sense to me, bro. (laughs) What do we got? Uh Wisconsin is Madison. Wisconsin, Good job right? again, dude. Damn. Yeah. I don't have a I don't have a song for that one sorry
0: And Milwaukee, a cultural and economic hub, showcases Wisconsin's blend of political and industrial influences from the shores of Lake Michigan to the forests of the Northwoods. Wisconsin offers a diverse array of, you guessed it, landscapes. So nearly 21 million gallons of ice cream are consumed by Wisconsinites every year. Gallons of ice cream? 21 million gallons. That's just from the people who live
1: in Wisconsin, dude. That's a lot of fucking ice cream, dude.
0: <laughs> they like their ice cream. Wisconsin is, the, uh, is a leading producer of ginseng in the entire United States. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Green Bay is known as the toilet paper capital of the world. Is
1: it because they're so shitty? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Paper. It's just it's oh. like a I assume there's like a toilet paper plant up there. Or something. It has to be right. I guess it's all the green green the green bayans fucking employed. Yeah. And the first ice cream
0: sundae was actually created in two rivers in 1881. Maybe that's why they eat all the ice cream. I don't know. uh,
1: Yeah, dude, that's okay. I mean, I like a sundae, so that's Yeah, dude, me too. Oh, man. I just
0: can't eat ice cream because oof, oof. Yeah, I hear you. So famous folks from Wisconsin are the late Chris Farley. Oh. Yeah, creepy yet amazing actor Willem Dafoe and yeah. Incredible Hulk actor Mark Ruffalo, as well as another steaming pile of shit, Jeffrey Dahmer. I oh, that's right. don't even feel like I have to go through this because you guys know who Jeffrey Dahmer is, what he did, and yeah, he he died. <laughs> that's, what else can he did, I say? He, did, yeah. he, is, he is, and I have re- I said this before, he is the one serial killer that after he was caught and he did his interviews
1: where I almost felt bad for him. Dude, I fucking like remember that shit like real time. Yeah, running, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, dude, you're talking what was that?
0: Like that was mid nineties as well, right? Yeah. It's crazy that most yeah. of these are from like the mid nineties.
1: When did Dahmer get caught? Let me see. Uh,
0: I yeah, gotta I remember that
1: shit here. I remember seeing that on TV and shit. It was
0: uh 1991 that's when he got caught that's when he got caught and then uh that was yeah. july and in 1992 he was Let's convicted he of 17 like murders later, i think yeah
1: and, and he died in 94 like was- he died okay i was gonna say he died like almost immediately when he went to prison Yeah, he was beat to death by a guy uh
0: in prison yeah with a broomstick who that that guy also killed another person like that same day yeah, yeah. like that dude was fucking nuts. I'm not Maybe talking about Dahmer. Was- I'm talking about the other guy. Like that oh, dude was crazy. Yeah,
1: I mean Dahmer was an asshole. Maybe the other guy deserved it too. Who I mean, I, listen, dude, it's called fucking around and find out for a
0: reason. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna do some shit and you know. So now uh, the legend. This is the Beast of Bray Road.
1: Oh, the dude's on my shirt. What? My shirt is. Er, the- is it really? Right er, there. Shut there- up! There- it is.
0: There. He's literally right. showing me his shirt right now. You guys got to see this. The Beast of Bray Road. Okay, I don't. I didn't know this one. That's yeah. For sure. So the beast of Bray Road is a legendary creature that is said to right. inhabit the rural areas around Bray Road near Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Descriptions well, of the beast vary, but is often described as a large wolf-like creature. Yeah, he's with, like a werewolf guy. Yeah, with the ability to walk on its hind legs. Reports of sightings typically involve the creatures crossing or standing near Bray Road, especially during the late 1980s and early 90s. The legend gained prominence through a series of newspaper articles and books most notably linda goffrey's book the beast of bray road tailing wisconsin's werewolf godfrey collected and documented eyewitness accounts of the creature contributing to its lore some locals believe the beast of bray road is a cryptid or a supernatural being while others dismiss it as a product of folklore misidentifications or hoaxes so that's crazy i didn't know about that one and you have it on your shirt right now that's fucking hilarious yep Next up and last on our list, what is it?
1: Uh, What the fuck haven't we done yet? The last Uh, state, buddy. Wyoming.
0: It's Wyoming. Damn it. You only get a half of one because you have to tell me what the capital
1: is. It's also the only uh, city I know in Wyoming and that's Cheyenne. So
0: it is Cheyenne. Good job. Also known as the Cowboy State.
1: is it where that Jackson Hole is or some shit? Uh, the you what? In uh, maybe. Jackson Hole? I don't know. I know Jackson Pollock's
0: from there. Really? <laughs> yeah. But the hmm. Cowboy State is a vast expanse of rugged landscapes, mountains, and open plains in the western United States. Cheyenne, the state capital, and Jackson, a gateway to Yellowstone and Grand Teton Jackson. National oh. Parks, showcase Wyoming's unique blend of western heritage and natural beauty. From the majestic peaks of the Rocky Mountains to the expanse of prairies, Wyoming offers a pristine and unspoiled environment. So the state reptile is the horned toad. Of course. The state butterfly is the Sheridan's green hairstreak butterfly. Oh, very nice. Sounds yeah. lovely. Yeah. The state amphibian is the blotched tiger salamander. Okay. And Wyoming has an official state soil. It's- like
1: dirt, I guess. I, dude, okay, I don't what know. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Does it say what it is. I know it, it's dirt, it doesn't <laughs> have like a specific name. No, it just says that. I don't know.
0: So, notable people from Wyoming are again okay. Jackson Pollock, uh, William Frederick, aka Buffalo Bill, and Dick Cheney,
1: Buffalo Bill, like from the fucking Buffalo movie. Yeah,
0: like, like, no, like I Buffalo Bill me. Cody. Like, I'd fuck me. <laughs> I'd fuck me so hard.
1: <laughs> Wild horses. <laughs>
0: Movie's so creepy. I still uh, love that movie. God. Um. Okay. So and, as well as this guy here, whose name is Keith Hunter Jesperson. He is also known as, Hunter you've heard of this Jesperson. guy. You know this name. He's known it as the is? happy face killer.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: After someone else confessed to his murder in 1990, Jefferson drew a happy face alongside a confession of his own on a bathroom wall so that the media would give proper credit where it was due. Fucking dick. Uh, when he didn't get the press, he thought he began sending happy face letters to the media and law enforcement officials, daring them to find him. Between 1990 and 1995, he claims claims to have killed, and this is, again, going to what I said earlier, claims to have killed over 160 women, mostly prostitutes. I see feel-
1: I, man i just feel like there's ways to find that out right like if you said i killed a, like they can't like the prostitute thing makes it a little bit harder because a lot of those women are like not really known where they're at or who they are anyways but like
0: yeah but you're also
1: like, so dude, the, you're in fucking you're in wyoming and you didn't notice a hundred women missing like that's like well no this is over
0: six, over six different states oh yeah oh Okay. Yeah. But but still, along with that, if they go in, they're like, okay, well, we'll give us some definitive proof. Like, who was it? Where was it? Like, you know, where did you hide the body? Yeah, bury least, the like, body.
1: if he says that he killed her somewhere specific and they're like, well, there was a missing person, they can check that. Like, there's a missing person report well, in that area at the same time. You know? They
0: this is the 90s, and it wasn't quite as technologically advanced as it is now. Um, Two... Let's just say, they, they all over embellish, like I said before. Um, but also, if if you killed a hundred people, you're not going to remember where you put exactly oh no no, now now if you kill five or six you're probably going to keep like some you know some keepsakes of it and probably go back there because these guys are fucking sickos and they go back to like the scene of the crime or where they buried it and they some of them actually sit there and have conversations with it or they go and they do even worse shit like jerk off where it happened because it's like some sexual thing dude it's fucked up these guys are nuts so if he in fact did kill over 160 women you would think there'd be some sort of that's what i'm saying There's validating what you're, you're really saying like, you would think right. there'd be some sort of substantial and um, substance right <laughs> you know the word um, i know what you're saying buddy you would you would find that there but it's these guys are they all over embellish so much it's because they all want to be known as the most <laughs> like prolific that
1: dude, that dude probably that dude probably killed one person
0: <laughs> well they definitely found more than that no i know i'm just saying. so um only eight were confirmed that's still eight too many out of
1: out of 160
0: 160 yeah it was the murder of his longtime girlfriend in March of 1995 that ultimately led to his arrest. He's currently uh, serving three consecutive life sentences in Oregon. You're going nowhere, buddy. So now, the legend. Last one for today. And it is the jackalope.
1: Ah, nice.
0: A whimsical and iconic figure in Wyoming's folklore described as a creature with the body of a jackrabbit and antelope like antlers. The jackalope is often depicted in Western themed art and is a humorous element of the state's cultural narrative. This mythical creature adds a touch of playfulness to Wyoming's rich and untamed landscapes. And I just wanted to put that in there because we've talked a lot about a lot of murder. (laughs) Yeah. And listen, normally we do a, uh, a movies segment, But these two episodes have been long as shit. So we're not going to do a movies this time, but we will for next week's episode. Okay. Right. I mean, and that's fine. You guys are probably like, what the fuck? I'm tired anyway. So it's, it's completely cool. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Right. So make sure to stop over to our official website, the midnight train podcast.com. Oh, by the way, going to do a complete overhaul, especially on our store. Um, We're going to get some new merch up there. There might be a a Bridges and Tuberculosis t-shirt coming. Like, I'm. it might happen. In fact, it probably is going to. It's the same. Give me like a week or two, and we'll have it up there. Uh and Tuberculosis. <laughs> at our website, you can buy... <laughs> it needs to be like a coin <laughs> that on one side it says Bridges and the other side is Tuberculosis. <laughs> it's like, pick your poison. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyway, it like over bad, there... It sounds like a bad rap album. Yes, it sounds so good. Uh, you could buy some super sweet merchandise. Super sweet. That's right. Where you can find uh, the Duke of Fingerbum shirts, the Don't Be a Salvo <laughs> shirt, all kinds of different hats and and, and uh, phone cases and future shit coming up. Like I said, I'm going to be rehauling that. Um, if you like what you heard from us, consider becoming a show producer by heading to the Midnight Dream Podcast clicking on the patreon button and uh you know just get magically whisked away you know for five bucks a month seriously you get all kinds of bonuses and all kinds of cool stuff and uh, it's a chance for you to show us that you support what we do and get all the bonuses and and all that kind
1: of stuff look we support you all in your endeavors that's right you can fucking do
0: right don't forget to follow us on uh, all of our social twitter instagram tiktok youtube spotify and uh, rate us wherever you can please Give us a five star review, whether it's on Apple or um, Amazon or wherever it is. Just do that for us. We can't thank you enough for all the love and support. Truthfully, it's awesome, especially dealing with us through the the little bumps that we've had recently. So we want to thank you for mostly that. It's
1: John's fault. It is,
0: it is. mostly the, this last one. First one was yours. This one. This last one was mine. But I. Yeah. But I said weekly yeah. episodes. will they're they're back now. We may be a couple days late this week, only because of I'm dealing Jones. with some shit. Well, I had to go to, well, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with some, again, some I shit. Know. It's always I some know. shit, but this one's it's a fine. little bit more like it's a little more serious. I'll explain to you after, after we're done. Yeah. yeah, But in the meantime, we want to say a big, huge, thank you to our executive producers, our Patreon first class passengers. I'm gonna turn this down. Cause it's always loud. There it is to Cassandra Fuentes. Jacob Peters, stoner, babe, 69, Tim Karras, Zoe Miller, Tracy Valancourt, Edgar Rodriguez, Jin Wynn Riley with no last name, Chris Connors, Amanda C, Micah Perdue, Dale Wells, George DeJesus, Megan McTerry, Amanda Dens, Chris Lucas, Joseph Aramo, Nathan Diekman, Caitlin McKinney, Maggie brothers, Rick Resler, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunselman, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, Sh- uh Cheryl. I always want to say shrill for some reason. I'm sorry, Janet <laughs> to Chad Flint, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Christina, Skeleton from the sister Skeleton podcast maria's gibbs Sisters to S- S- Skeleton. the sister Skeleton, and to uh chainsaw what the fuck to courtney bachelor katie bravenick and of course our boy bill birch do you want to do it this time no not really <laughs> <laughs> oh good for you he's by the way leaving tomorrow to go what? to africa why? He's going to fucking Africa. I guess he got invited he's, to, I don't know if it's a wedding or something. He's going fucking
1: Africa? That's, he's going all the way to Africa for that. I'm sure that's probably going to happen while he's there, but
0: <laughs> at least I hope so. You can't go to Africa and not. Bill, you gotta. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You have to. Yeah, right, yeah. You're on a yes. completely different continent. You have to.
1: Anyway. It's the continent of love, isn't it? Is that what they call Africa? No, I don't fucking know.
0: <laughs> all, I, all, I, all I want is for them, like him to be trying to get down. And then, like, Lion King playing in the background. (laughs) Hi, you went, y'all! Anyway, do us a favor. Spread the word for us. The Midnight Train Podcast, all right? If you want your name to be mentioned on the show and for us to be forever grateful, please become a Patreon producer. It's five bucks a month. You guys spend more than that on a cup of coffee most days. So if you could do that for us, that'd be great. And, uh, yeah, in the meantime, thank you so much. Um, Moody. Yeah. Go to bed.
1: I'm going to. <laughs> Luckily, I don't, I don't have to work in the morning. So. Oh, nice. Good for you. I gotta take my kid to the doctor, though. Oh, everything cool? Apparently, you he can't hear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, choo-choo, motherfucker! I'll go home and get your fucking shine box.